Good on you. Good on you. Yeah. Went fishing the other day. Got me in here. Look at the one of them. listen to this podcast mm. you didn't have a intro and then you started to do the intro and i have no idea what he's saying the entire time except oh for shit yeah it's a big inside joke between me and nate so we went we went to uh a buddy of ours house and when we got there his buddies or our buddy's cousin was outside or somebody was outside yeah and they were a little little special, I think, maybe. <laughs> and uh, they told us a story about catching an eel and about how an eel can, like, cut you. Yeah, yeah, It'll, like, flex its fin. Yep. Which yeah, I remember you talking about this. Just <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it is bullshit? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. A fucking... Uh, an eel can't do that. He was telling us that an eel could flex, like, his fin, and then that'll slice you like a razor blade. Seems Which like, is yeah, now that you're saying it again, it doesn't. <laughs> it's what would happen in a cartoon, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, Nate made this video. We were talking earlier about his music yeah. videos that he used to make. Yeah. This was one of the silly videos. There's a video version of the intro that once I start doing video for the podcast, which will be coming up soon, I think. Um, that'll be part of the video intro, but I might put subtitles on the intro video. Yes, you um, should. Uh, so he's, he's like, reciting the story in a funny way in okay. this video. And he's like, oh, it caught me an eel the other day. When you catch one of those things, you're going to want to be holding on. It'll slice you wide open. You better be holding on. Oh, okay. I get it now. Yeah, I was like, because I, 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 I understand what he was saying at the end. I was like, I don't know what he's saying from the beginning to, like, the last sentence. I was like, I'm missing something. And then I'm now you say it. I remember you talking about that story. They, I don't know, a couple podcasts ago. But yeah, now that we got that cleared up, now that everybody knows. Now, uh, yeah, the intro actually. Jesus! <laughs> We're sitting by a fire, everybody. It's, fucking, hey, it's all pine. <laughs> it's all fucking pine. Fuck! <laughs> the fucking. The intro, I made the, the audio first. And then I remembered that there was like a video that he made and then i got this video editing software where i put the video in and then the like sound that yeah. we had made because i spliced in the the music 
and we like change the levels so it'd be low and loud and fade in and out and all kinds of bullshit. And uh, when we put the video over it, it fit perfectly. Yeah. Like the, in the video version, he goes to put his sunglasses on, and that's right when like the the like uh, synthy sound of the song kicks in. Yeah. All of that is just c- complete coincidence. Freaking right. And it fit together so well that that's gonna be the the first. Maybe it's a little too long, but. Yeah, it's definitely the intro. I think maybe I can make a smash cut. Yeah, this, this is the beginning of your podcast. It'll be your second podcast, technically, right? Yeah. I never listened to your first one. I didn't even know you had one. Choochin yeah. was what it was called. Yeah. I heard about Hell it, yeah. but I never actually listened to it. But back then, podcasts weren't very popular, I feel like. At least not towards me. Yeah, well, podcasts, I feel like it's been person to person. I haven't really found anybody that... Everyone kind of has, like, a time that they got into it. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school in, like, 2013, I think I was, like, sophomore or junior. Yeah, we were in the same grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was the time that I started listening to podcasts. I started finding really? them, and it was such an interesting thing because I love to talk. Yeah. I've always loved to talk and have long conversations. And then I would find a podcast, and it would be, like, a guy and a doctor yeah. talking for, like, three hours about, like... Hey, when my foot hurts in the morning, what's that? Yeah. And just dumb shit like that and low budget stuff. But, you know, to talk to someone who is either entertaining or has something to share. Yeah. For that long with no ads, no commercial breaks, no fucking writing, no script. Yeah. Nothing. There's just two people talking. I was like, wow. This is like immediately for me better than TV or movies or any of that. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm the same way because I like to I like to learn things and then you know because obviously joe rogan is super popular like he has a bunch of cool guests on love rogan but the then godfather like, yes but then like theo vaughn will have like just everyday normal people like he had a plumber on once and like an exterminator like shit like that's <laughs> funny because they have stories you know what i mean those are hard-working people and i just love i love that but yeah the, and then they have scientists and then there's you know there's scientists that are contradicting to each other and they're like you know they they talk, you know, it's, a, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just cool. But yeah, I never, I never listened to your first one. It's kind of unfortunate that you guys deleted it, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a, a sad thing. And I talked about it a little bit, um, in one of the previous episodes that I did, but it's not out anymore. But, um, that was kind of just, it was just sucks. Cause I got, I don't know. It was, like, a big learning moment for me in my life to, like, really see how, like, dangerous, like, being insecure can be for, like, on the long scale of your life. Yeah. Whether you have a lot going on for yourself or not, even a little thing, like, to me, that podcast, I just did it on my phone. Yeah. I would be doing what we're doing right now, but I'd have my phone here with, like, recording. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, a very good thing to listen to. It wasn't very high quality, but... It was something that I always wanted to do, and I was finally doing it. And I ended up psyching myself out into being insecure about it, being ashamed of it, being embarrassed by it. Like, earlier we were talking about posts from, like, six years ago on social yeah. media. <laughs> In six, or, yeah. Longer than that. Yeah, <laughs> seeing a Facebook post ten years ago when oh, you were, yeah. like, a, in eighth grade or something. Yeah, crazy. And Facebook. And that's kind of how I felt about the podcast eventually, was that once I decided to quit which was just out of, like, insecurity. Then all of a sudden it was, like, this embarrassing old Facebook post that I wouldn't want anyone to see. 
Yeah, I understand that because what you know, we're twenty seven. You're twenty seven, mm. I assume. Yeah, the whole insecurity thing is crazy. Uh, it's a lot in your head. And I, oh, I, it's I don't remember. In your head. I think I was listening to uh, Andrew Schultz podcast, and he was talking about insecurity and stuff. And then he like did something, and then he realized it was all in his head. I won't. I'll spare the details, but it's pretty. It's pretty crazy, man. And because I used to be super insecure, and I feel like a lot of that in high school was why everybody was mean to each other. You know what I mean? But, you know, the same thing with girls and stuff. But the, uh, once I figured out that being insecure is mostly in your head, like I just started working out and eating better. And I feel like it just went away. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, and I, I also feel like, cause for me, it's more myself being insecure. Not like, I don't have a podcast or anything. I guess, I guess for my job, I'm, I could be insecure, but I'm, I'm over a year in now, so it's not too bad. But, like, I feel like having the the right girl, like, the right people around you, not even just a fiancé or a wife or a girlfriend, can definitely help you with your insecurities. But just, like, knowing, you know, just knowing about them. Every, I, I feel like, and I feel like this is another good reason why podcasts are a thing, because people don't talk about this kind of stuff, I feel like. And then people just listening, you know, realize, oh, we're all just fucking humans, dude. Everybody feels this. You know what I mean? Nobody's above anything. Just, you know, it's good to hear that, you know, from somebody else, too. Just like I said. But, because when we were in, we were in high school, you didn't seem insecure at all. You were, like, the funniest fucking dude in the world. Yeah, it was all just, all just a big show. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I guess, yeah, I guess the funny, the funny kids are always kind of the most insecure. I was a funny, definitely yeah. I was a funny kid, but not nearly as funny as you. I wasn't that funny. Yeah, dude. you were. Dude. <laughs> I wasn't that funny. <laughs> you were way funnier than you. Than, well, we rode the bus together too, mm-hmm. so we were together quite a bit. You and your brother. But, yeah. Yeah, life's crazy, dude. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you. You're doing something you enjoy. You know. This yeah, is cool. dude. It's it's fucking really cool to finally like. It took me a long time to like be like. Yeah, this is worth it. Yeah, like I'm buying. Sure. Yeah, because like you know, especially with my first podcast, I'm like you know now I'm invested. Yeah, I've exactly. bought microphones, I bought headsets, I bought a recorder, bought an SD card. I like got all the shit I need. Now I have no excuses. Yeah, like I can make a podcast every week and release it and just keep getting better. Oh yeah, and not be ashamed of it. And like you were saying earlier, no one really talks about this, but. And maybe I'm behind the curve, but over the last couple of years, so like from 24 to 27, I've had like a huge awakening in my life. Yep. I've woken up to like all my behaviors that were destructive and counterproductive and just didn't help me or do anything for anybody. And learning how to like just part ways with that stuff. Yeah. And learning that like it doesn't have to be like this. Like depression always to me was like this storm cloud that never parted like i always wanted a sunny day and i just couldn't have it mm-hmm. and it was just because everyone was against me and no one was on my team and yeah. nothing helped and everything fucking sucked and all i did was bitch yeah. and all i did was focus on how dog shit everything was all the time yeah. and if you do that whether you have a good life or not you're gonna feel bad and i've kind of learned that it's like you know maybe things around you suck but you can make it a lot better for yourself and everyone around you if you're just like, mm, 
Good. Yeah. No, I good. I, I, I'm glad. My girlfriend broke up with me. Good. Yeah, now I can do. figure out why someone would break up with me. Yeah. Now I can fix my fucking life. Now I can get my shit together. Now I can finally, like, try to live up to my potential. And before, it was just like, you know, everything's so stacked against me. Why bother? Yeah. Fuck it. I'll just be depressed forever. Yeah. It was, it's a weird age, too. 24. Especially I mean, I still feel like I'm at a weird age. I yeah, still feel like I'm weird. weirdly young enough yeah. for anyone older than me to be like, dude, you're just a kid still. Yeah. And old enough that when I see teenagers, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, dude. I'm 10 years older than you. Dude, we're 10 years out of high school. I know. Almost we have a fucking years. 10 years since we graduated yeah. high school. That it has insane. not seemed that long. No, it does not. And it, and that's the thing. Like, we are 27. That's not even old. But, like, 10 years out of high school, dude, I've that is crazy. That's crazy to me. And we're not even fucking old yet. No. <laughs> it's perfect. We're still young, dude. I don't know. That's crazy. But yeah, so what have you been doing? You you uh you I assume you work here. Obviously you live Yeah, yeah, I work uh I work down in South Windham, um, in manufacturing. So like I I run this machine that it's complicated. It's like uh I operate this machine that puts paper together so like if you have ever bought a sticker before Mm. it's a piece of paper and there's silicone in between it and then adhesive and then your sticker yeah so then you can peel it away and stick it to something yeah well that seems like a mundane technology because we've had it for so long but like someone's got to make that and i work for a company that does make that and it's so complicated and it's so difficult and um I love it. I've done manufacturing for like, since I dropped out of college, since I realized I wasn't going to be Captain Planet and uh, be an environmental scientist. I've worked at a bunch of places um, and I just love manufacturing, like going into work and making something and being able to look at like all the shit that you made at the end of the day and see it being like loaded up into a truck and stuff. Yeah. It feels awesome. Yeah, I'm the same boat. I like I like to you know, I'm a builder. So I like to build and see what I've Hell made. yeah, I bet that's yeah. kinda like the same deal. Yeah. And there's always more to everything. How long have you been doing that? Uh well I've been in the trade, you know, since high school. But obviously I didn't have a business then. But I started I started with my mom's boyfriend, I believe. Is when I first started, so I was I didn't I don't even think I had a car yet because obviously I lived with my mom, so I would draw you know I'd work on the weekends or whenever there's a day off fucking snow day or whatever, and then, you know I didn't know shit I didn't know how to read a fucking tape measure dude, I'm in fucking high school, they don't even teach you how to read a tape measure it's crazy to me, but, so I've been doing it since I was really young but owning my business I started almost two years ago now. And then I would, before that, um, you know, I bought a house in Casco, well, I don't even know, six years ago now. And while I was doing that, I was still in the trades. I was putting in, I was doing exterior stuff, but I was also doing stuff on the side at a house that I was fixing. And then we sold the house. Um, and I was basically working two jobs for years and years and years. 
Yeah. Then, every time I saw your social media, you were always busting ass. Yeah. It's you would post something at like four in the morning and be working, and then you post something at like ten at night and you'd be working, and I'd be like sitting on my couch. I'd be like, dude, I gotta get my <laughs> shit together. <laughs> Tony's working a hundred hour weeks, dude, and I'm calling out because I'm a little little sick, yeah, a little was, tired, a little I, hungover. <laughs> yeah, I stopped drinking and smoking when I was super young. So and it's just it's the same thing. It's even like even as much as buying Dunkin', dude. Like, if you buy two Dunkin' coffees a day and you multiply it by one month, that's a lot of money for a teenager. Oh, yeah. A, a kid in their 20s. You know what I mean? So I didn't even do that. I made my own coffee. I would make my own food. I'd have leftovers. Like, my fiance now, like, she was like, she, you ask her, she does. She was like, you don't waste anything. And I, I don't, I, and I didn't grow up, like, super poor or anything either. I just the way I am, so. My mom worked hard, so I guess it's just kind of, you know, the role model I looked up to. So that's just what I've been doing for, you know, since I was out of college. I was a dropout, too. I fucking hated college. But I've just been in in work mode trying to trying to live the dream, I guess. And I'm not trying to be a millionaire or anything, but I'm just trying to, trying to have a good life, man. Oh, it looks like you're doing a good job. Yeah. Well, I had, again, a lot of, a lot of my... 20 early 20s i bought my first house when i was i think i was 20 when i bought my first house right on uh roosevelt trail which a lot of you who are listening probably have seen the house right across from the points of golf course and that place was a shithole dude i remember before you bought it yeah. that it was like really it was a shithole yeah, we, bought a shit it, hole. we bought it for 159 and i sold it for 289 Hell two yeah. years later. So a lot of my money to start what I was doing was from that house. Um, you know, because I think I was, I don't remember how old it was when we sold the house. But obviously I got a fucking divorce. So I'd have split the money with my ex-wife. But I still had 50K, you know, after everything was done. So like 50K for a young 20s male <laughs> uh, is a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of money. But I was smart, and I didn't spend it. I saved it all. Um, you know, I bought, like, tools for work. You know, I basically, I just was like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to save it and wait. And uh, I waited and waited, and I was actually working for a company, and I couldn't live anywhere. We couldn't buy a house. We couldn't. I couldn't find an apartment. And I was in the middle of a divorce, and I ended up the place I was working was an a, apartment complex and I was able to live there. And, uh, so it was kind of, it was kind of nice. I was literally living at work, which is the weirdest thing. So I was saving a lot of money then, but I was also working on the side, you know, doing side projects and stuff. Cause I'm always motivated by money, I guess. I don't know, but now dude, you're too hard on yourself. You're a hard worker. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, a little bit of too much of anything is bad for you. You know what I mean? But there was an old Greek philosopher. I can't remember which one it was. There's so many. <laughs> Plato or some shit. Said that when you're young, you're supposed to become a slave to something yeah. so that you can eventually be free. Yep. And that still applies. Yeah. 
like you said, you sacrificed your early 20s. You could have been living it up. You could have been doing nothing. You could have been out being young and then wake up when you're 50 (laughs) and wonder how you're going to pay the rent. Yeah. But if you sacrifice your youth to hard work and a noble pursuit, then you'll be free for the rest of your life. Yeah. I got got rid of all the dumb shit when I was super young, though, because I started, like... You know, I lost my virginity when I was super young. I drank when I was super young. I smoked weed and did drugs when I was super young. I st- like I started doing that when I was like twelve. Hell yeah. Yeah. But it, it, not that it's fucking cool or anything. But I feel like that's a a big reason of why. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. But like, I feel like that's another big reason of why I was so. Why I was so, you know, quick to start being an adult i guess um but i had a bad i had bad experiences with drugs so i stopped when i was super young like even with pot a lot of a lot of my close friends will know that i don't mix with pot doesn't matter what type of weed it is dude i just get super paranoid like i can't i I like if you're high around me you don't want to be high because it's that bad like i'm just off the fucking walls like I'm gonna die. Can't be that bad, dude. If even in a small dose, even in a small dose, I you get paranoid. What do you mean? Super paranoid. I the like last you're worried time about the cops because it's legal now. What is there to yeah, be paranoid about? Yeah, it was le- about? it was legal then. So I'll tell I, the last time I smoked weed was with Brandon Belageron and okay, well Alex Conley and his friends were there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was with my new girlfriend at the time, and. uh she, I, I told her to spiel. Um, I was like, yeah, I can't smoke weed. Like, I, I didn't even, I don't even drink anymore, like, at all. But, and again, because of money. Like, I don't smoke, I don't drink, nothing. Which is another Smart. reason. Yeah, it's another reason why I was able to afford all the shit I was able to afford. But, I, uh, <laughs> I ended up, it was a little house party. We're in Biddeford or Saco. And, uh. Brandon had, I think it was just a bowl. And he fucking was like, hey, just take one hit, dude. Just take one hit. And I had like three beers probably. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll take one hit. And I take one hit. And I'm, we're all sitting on the couch. There's a few people in the kitchen. And uh, I take one hit. And I'm leaning back. I lean back into the sofa. And it fucking hits me like a shit house, dude. And I thought in my fiance, now my fiance, she walked into the picture because I was sitting on the I was sitting on the couch and in the living room you can see into the kitchen. It's not a very big apartment, and I see her walk into the frame of my vision, and uh, I'm just like staring at her and it felt like 20 minutes I was just staring at her, and I get up because I know I'm paranoid and she's the only person in the entire house that I trust at this point, and I get up to her and I'm like, hey, what are you what are you doing? And she she thought I was like angry at her like because she was talking to alex or whoever it was and i was like i just i just smoked weed i'm fucking flipping out and and i'm like looking around and like i feel like you know because your heart's beating at your chest i'm sure a lot of people have felt like this even people that are listening to this and uh i'm super like when i'm super paranoid i'm not nearly as bad as it used to be but and i'm looking around and the only thing I could think of at this time was I need to go hide somewhere where there's only one door and uh 
the the only place that was was the bathroom. So I bring her into the bathroom. Looks what looks fucking weird, mind you. <laughs> and my and like half the people there I don't even know. And nobody knows what's going on but me and her. So we I, we walk into the bathroom, dude. And uh I'm I'm like flipping the fuck out. I feel like I'm dying. Like my I can I feel like I can see into the future and then I replay it like it's it's it was such a weird feeling like i could see the future and then it would literally happen i don't know what was going on but it ha- it was happening over and over and over again but at the end of every one of those visions i died okay so i would literally like i would get sh- like somebody would come in i would get shot in the chest or i would get sl- like like i swear to god i thought i thought i was going to hell and i was i was l- reliving dying over and over and over again and uh so those didn't come true then no i'm still here baby i'm still here but that's what i was going through and i was hearing voices and i was like i can't drive yeah that's not good i was like i can't drive because i'm fucked up i had a brand truck then i was like i can't drive because i would die and i also don't want to get pulled over but everybody was starting to like catch on to what was going on and i think she had ended up leaving uh the bathroom because she was like I gotta get somebody to fucking help you, cause she barely knew me then. And I think she got Brandon or Alex, and Alex or Brandon, one of them came in, and I was like, "Get the fuck out," cause I thought one of them, I th- like, I was like, "That's a demon. They're gonna fucking kill me." And uh, they ended up trying to bring me water, and I was like, "I'm not fucking drinking that water." Like it was in the glass, and they're like, "You need to drink water or something." Like you're flipping out, and I was like, "That's poison. I'm not fucking drinking that," cause it was in an open container. And uh, he's they're they're looking at me all weird. And mind you, I'm super high, and like the lights, they're all above lights, and it's like super ominous and like yeah, just yeah. super sketchy in my own head. Are you down on the floor? No, I don't remember. I think I was standing the whole time. I may have been sitting on the toilet. I don't know. Well, if you were looking up, that might might make. Yeah, it more I probably was. Too. I probably was standing or sitting. Looking up, and the lights in your face, and their face is yeah. dark, and they're talking. It to looks super sketchy. And, I'm and sure. like, and there's a bunch of them, and it's just one door, and you see all the heads. And oh, it's just like they're like, all the eyes. come out. <laughs> Here's a glass of water. Drink Open. it. Yeah, drink, drink it. It's good. Yeah, it's it'll good. make you feel better. And I'm like, I'm not fucking drinking that, dude. And then they're like, okay, I'll I'll grab you a bottle of water. Brandon, I remember Brandon was like, I'll grab you a bottle of water, dude. So he comes back. I'm still in the bathroom. And he brings me a bottle of water. And there's a little bit of water <laughs> that was missing. And he opens it. And I didn't hear it crack. I'm like, not fucking drinking that, dude. He's like, holy fuck, Anthony, dude. I, my med, my medicine. I take medicine in the morning. I drink it this morning. That's, I put it back. Like, that's it. And I'm like, I'm not fucking drinking that, dude. Not drinking. You're, that's poison. I'm like yelling at everybody. Everybody knows now that I'm fucking too high. And uh, at this point, I literally feel like they're trying to kill me, poison me. And um, we. I ended up trying to leave. I went into the mud room, and then they're like, "You can't drive." And then again, there's one exit to the outside, and there's one door uh, to like a hallway. And everybody's standing in the hallway again, lights on top of their head. It's all super like shadowy and weird. And mind you, they're all just like staring at me and trying to talk to me. They're in my. A lot of this is probably just in my head, obviously. But it, it just seems super like horror movie ish, like, like 
it seemed real. Yeah, it seemed super real. But again, like, uh, I remember a lot of the, th- the ways I died was getting shot in the chest with a shotgun, which is like the weirdest thing in the world. And it, that was the most common one that I was seeing in the future. But it That's wasn't... not a bad way to go. That's pretty quick. Well, no. It's pretty quick. No, it was, it was, it was funny because I would get shot and then I would see it and then it would stop. So like I didn't, it, I didn't feel it. I just saw it, and you just felt the entire tis- anticipation. Yeah, I, yeah, like I hear the blast. I would see my it shoot into me for a split second, and it would stop, and I would go back into like being not seeing that. Um, but I, I, eventually they're like, all right, we'll get you. I have a Brita filter. Like I got a Brita filter. We'll give you some water. And then at that point, they're trying to give me uh, a pill, and it was an anxiety pill. Apparently at the time, I didn't know what it was. And there, now people are getting probably upset because I'm flipping out. And this is, I don't know how long the ordeal lasted, but uh, people are holding me at this point, trying to get me to take this pill. And I'm not the biggest dude, but I'm not small. You know what I mean? And they're having a hard time. And I'm like, I'm not fucking taking no pill. You're trying to kill me. And they're like, all right, we'll just drink from the Brita filter. I'm looking at the Brita filter and it's like half full. I'm like, no, not drinking that. So Brandon literally pours the Brita, the a whole thing of Brita water out, cold Brita just right out of the fridge. You know, you pour it out of a a filter and you put it warm water, tap water that's cold, and then you put it in the fridge. And he was like, "All right, dude, I will from the faucet into the filter. Is that good?" And I'm like, "No, not fucking doing it. Sealed bottle. It's the only thing I'm gonna drink." And then at, at, at that point, people got fed up, and they literally manhandled me and fucking fed the pill to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there was a whole there was a whole bunch of other stuff that happened, but we ended up going into Brandon's bedroom in the apartment, and uh, my fiance and it was just me and him, and he had fucking guns just like on the wall, and I was like, "This is it, I'm I'm fucking dead." And mind you, I've known Brandon for fucking ever. And I've known the girl that I was with, who I'm still with now, not for very long. And I was like, and at that point, I was still pretty insecure. And for whatever reason, in my head, I was like, okay, now I get it. I'm going to watch Brandon (laughs) fuck my girlfriend, and then he's going to kill me. That's what's going to happen. And I just kept on thinking, like, the worst possible thing. (laughs) So, yeah, that's why I don't smoke weed. And after, after, like, probably an hour... Uh, I felt that was one hit of that flour was, out of a bowl. That was one hit, dude. One hit, and I'd pro- I think I had three coronas, maybe two and a half, three. Damn, coronas. dude. Yeah. So, yeah, no more. I ended up falling does, asleep. Does schizophrenia run in your family? Do you know? No, not at all. Because so, I've known, I've heard stories. I don't know these people directly that like took a huge dose of weed yeah. and became schizophrenic, like yeah. in their sober mind. Yep. So people love to say that there's no side effects of weed, and I smoke weed, but, you know, you take anything that far, and you might find out, and you also have to know, like, if you're susceptible. Like, schizophrenia runs in my family, so I didn't smoke weed before I was 25 more than maybe a dozen times, because the development of your brain is really important, and if you're more likely to develop one of these conditions... If you kind of hamstring the development of your brain, you're setting yourself up for that in your later years. So I held off on smoking weed, and I try to keep it pretty mundane. Yeah. But you can definitely become schizophrenic from cannabis use. 
And yeah. some people, you might be on the most susceptible end of something like that, where just smoking, like, a small amount of flour can put you in. Yeah. Like, that's a, you know, if that was your waking state, that would be completely, dis like, you would be completely unable to have, like, a normal life. Yeah. No, it was awful. That 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 was one of many times. That wasn't even the craziest time that, that I've had a trip like that. The I think the the craziest one I had. So did that always happen? So it didn't always happen. I started smoking weed when I was like 11. And uh, I smoked a lot when I was in high school. Like I would get high and literally go to school every day. And then as we got older and had cars, we would go and just fucking drive and get high or literally go to the parking lot and get, you know, smoke weed. And then one day, I was with a friend. Um, I don't know if I... It's Cameron. And we were smoking weed. It's fucking legal now. I don't know why I'm so worried about it. And it happened then. And that was... We had just had a house party. And we were we were in his basement. And it was just me and him. I think it was just me and him at this point. And everybody had left, I believe. I, it's either that or people were still there and they were just sleeping on the floor. But I don't think anybody was there. I don't remember anybody else being there. And this was the worst time. I, I I was probably like 14 at this time. Um, I do remember we were in high school. And I, I rem actually, I remember you were in. So it's the same thing I would see in the future. And you were actually in my vision when I was high. that time, The first time I'd ever experienced it. Because we had that math class. Remember we had the math class with like Jonah and McKay and me and you. Or maybe it was social what grade studies. was that? I don't remember. But it was upstairs. It was all the way at the... Like, if you're looking at the building from the front, it was all the way on the left. Which? The second floor? No, high school. High school, all the way at the end. I is that was, like astronomy? I think it was a math class. Geology? It was Miss Small. Was her it was her class. That was that was history, right? I don't remember. No, she, no, did, she, she did math. No, she did math, yeah. yeah. I think there was the math class I got kicked out of. Yes, it was. Yeah. So you got kicked out of that class. So I you got were, permanently removed because she sent me to in school three times. Yeah, dude, that class was fucked. That was I felt I, Miss Small, if you were listening to this, I'm sorry for every, every fucking high school teacher. I was a jerk, but yeah, the first time the first time it happened was way worse because I was I was super young, dude, and I the first time it happened, I was in your vision. Yeah, you were because I I'll yeah I'll get to that point. Holy shit! But we we ended up rolling the joint and we smoked a joint each and i was i remember eating cold pizza that was left out all night so i had cold pizza and then we had mountain dew and i smoked a whole joint to my face like really quick even cameron was like yo you just smoked that <laughs> dude hell yeah he was like you just smoked that really fucking quick dude and to me you know i was trying to show off whatever and uh it hits me again and this was, you know, this is 13 years ago now, 14 years ago almost. And I'm in this basement, not a very good place to get high, kind of sketchy, non-finished basement. And uh, and I never felt anything like it. He had a, t he had a TV on, and uh, mind you, this is 14 years ago. It was a small TV, not a flat screen. And he just has a bed on the floor. And then Ben Shaw had a bed, uh, like, in the corner on the floor. So, weird room. And mind you, we just had a party. It was super sketchy. Yeah, it sounds like a prison. Yeah. We were young and stupid, dude. It was trash. My, my room was trash, too, when I was a kid. And it was, and I, I, kind of the same thing. I smoked weed really quick, but that was a lot more. And uh, I finished it, and I downed the Mountain Dew and put the, the stub in the Mountain Dew can. 
And then as soon as I did that, I like looked up and then it had happened. And instantly my heart started beating as fast as you could possibly imagine. And at that point I was like, I'm having a fucking heart attack. Like I, I was full blown. I knew I was having a heart attack at the time. And Cameron had already kind of experienced this with somebody else. Not nearly as bad, he said. Um, but he was like, you know, you, you know, he's trying to calm me down. And I was like, no. And it's the same thing. I'm like, everybody's trying to kill me. Everybody's like, this is it. And it was kind of the same thing I would see in the future or whatever. And I, and mind you, I was just in basketball shorts, nothing else. No shoes, no underwear, just basketball shorts, no shirt. And it's snowing outside. It's middle of winter. And I get, Cameron's trying to like manhandle me. Like, dude, don't flip out. Like, he, we didn't know if his parents were home or anybody else. No, I don't think anybody else was home. He was like, calm down, you know, because we were young and weed wasn't legal. And uh, he was trying to calm me down. And I remember getting away from his grip. And uh, and he had a sliding door to the, it was under his porch. So we had a second story porch. And I opened the slider and I run outside with just basketball shorts on in the middle of winter. And I'm fucking screaming, fucking help me, somebody help me. And this is the middle of Sebago. There's nobody around. And I don't, know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever been in this house before. It's beautiful. Yeah, Hogfed Hill. Yeah, beautiful yeah. hill you can see. It's so cool. And it's like kind of downhill, you know, as you're running. Yeah, and yeah. I'm fucking running. And I get about halfway. There's a big yard, his backyard. And I get about halfway. And he fucking power drives me, dude. Tackles me like he meant it. And he fucking, and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? And he was like, dude, shut up. Like, calm down, calm down. He ends up calming me down a little bit, and he basically drags my ass up to the porch, and it's still snowing, and I fall asleep on a, like, an outside couch, you know, like, one of those woven, like, chairs, just in basketball shorts, and I wake up, I don't know how much longer, and I'm covered. Oh, shit, this is the winter. Yeah, I'm covered in snow, like, at half of an inch, I walk out, I wake up, and I'm covered in a half an inch of snow. And uh, I'm like, what the fuck? And as soon as I get up, it hits me again. Like I start, it's like as soon as I was, as soon as I, the blood gets to my fucking head, uh, it would happen again. My, my heart kept racing and racing and racing. And um, I run inside and I, I, I see the phone. And mind you, it's so old that he has a fucking phone attached to the wall. Nobody had cell phones at this point because we were so young. And uh, it was just him and he called M- uh, Maria over because uh, she lived down the road to, to calm him down or calm me down or he called her to calm him down because i was flipping out and he was ha- having a bad high now but not nearly as bad as me so, yeah and that's why he left me outside <laughs> and uh he he ends up tackling me again because i'm trying to call the police on myself to go to the hospital because i'm literally yelling in his face like nose to nose screaming at him you like fuck you you're you're not my friend. You're tr- you're gonna let your friend die. Like I'm screaming and my heart's pounding out of my chest, and I literally feel like I'm bleeding internally. Like I physically, I've never obviously felt that before, but I felt like I was bleeding bleeding internally. It was the craziest thing. <laughs> and uh, he ends up ripping the phone out of the wall, so I can't call the police. And Maria is trying to calm me down, and they give me a bowl. No, no, no. I was like, I'm bleeding internally. Like, I need to call the cops. And I was like, I'll fucking prove it to you. And I 
I hold out my hands and I puke in my hands, thinking that it's going to be blood. So I puke all over myself, in my palm and my hands, all over the floor, and they're just fucking staring at me. And I'm like, that ain't, okay, that's not blood. But it was the weirdest thing. I, like, kept puking in my head. It would, like, go in and out, in and out. And I was like, okay, that's not blood, so I don't know what's going on. And then I, like, kind of, like, snap out of it, and they're just fucking, like, staring at me. And they're like, what the fuck, dude? So they end up cleaning it up, and they get, they, they're like, dude, you need to calm down and uh, just sit down, and they give me a bowl, and this is when you come in, and I'm looking into the bowl, it's just like a big popcorn bowl, if you ever had a big fucking bag of popcorn or whatever, and you pour it in a plastic bowl, and I'm looking at the bowl, and the bowl is spinning, so it starts spinning, and I'm just looking at it, I'm sitting on a couch, my hands are like out, you know, basically like I'm right now. And my, my elbows are on my knees. And I'm just looking down. And the bowl's spinning. And I'm literally looking at my life spiral into the bowl. Okay? So, like, from where I am now to younger and younger and younger and younger and younger until I was a baby. Spinning into the bowl. So, I thought that I was going back to a baby because I'd fucked up. That's what I thought was going on. And I was like... That's the craziest fucking... Even me, I was like, that's the fucking craziest thing in the world that's not happening. And I was like, no, I'm actually just going to have a heart attack and die. Like, I'm definitely dying. Because my... Dude, I had never... I literally thought my heart was going to explode. It hurt. Because it had been beating so fast for so long. And uh, I was, like, going back in my head about all the good memories. And at that time, that class was, like, the funniest fucking thing in the world. And I was like, all this... All my friends, like, all... I was like, I gotta fucking tell him to stop smoking weed. Like, I, if I die, I'm gonna come back and try to tell him. And uh, I think I had puked again a little bit. And then they're like, All right, you need to go. I'm mind you, I'm still I'm soaking wet. Fucking, I'm so cold. And I puked on myself. I just puked again. They're like, You need to go into the fucking shower. And I'm I'm like just so incoherent that they ended up. I, I somebody undressed me and put me in the shower. And I end up passing out again in the shower, don't know how long, and I had missing two teeth. I don't know how. So the funny thing is, is they, they walked Fell in. Fell and your teeth on something? I don't know. So I, I woke up, and they, they came. So I think somebody woke me up, and, they, and it was Maria, I believe. And they, like, started, like, what the Because f- I had blood all over my fucking. <laughs> all, and mind you, the shower was on. So, like. The you know water and blood makes it look more dramatic, and uh, I was like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then you know the heart things was still going on, and uh, then I start flipping out more because I'm all bloody, and I, I had no idea what was going on. And then they figured it out that I was missing a tooth, and then after the whole thing, I realized I was missing two teeth. Um, but it it just it kept happening and happening and happening. It was it was literally an all day ordeal. It wasn't like the first time I told you, like the the other time where it was only like an hour. Or so this was an all day thing. We woke up probably like eight o'clock and it was dark by the time I was done having a high that I was having. It was the worst thing in the world. But I kept falling asleep and waking up and hoping uh, that it would stop. But it just kept happening and happening and happening. It was the wor- it was the worst thing in the world. I didn't I didn't smoke weed for like a year after that. Dude, that sounds really genuinely scary. Yeah, it was fucked. And that and that would happen every single time I smoked weed. But after like five or six times of it happening over and over again, I was like, all right, I'm not gonna die. But 
that sucks. And every, every time I do do it, you know, it was just like awful. You know, everybody around me, it ruins everybody else's high and it's not fair. So I was just like, fuck, I'm not going to smoke weed anymore. But yeah, the last time I did it was like no other though. Cause it, it literally felt like it was real. And I don't know if it was cause I was older and I had experienced more, you know, I don't, I don't know what it was, but it felt way more real. It felt way, it felt more, di- I didn't, I didn't feel like I was going to die. I thought I was going to hell and I was going to relive dying over and over again. So it was a way, it was, it was a lot scarier, I guess, but it wasn't as long. But yeah, drugs me. Don't mix, dude. It was fucked. But anyway. It sucks, dude, because smoking weed sometimes is kind of cool. Yeah, because it, it used to mellow me out. Because I remember the first time I ever got high, we ended up going across the street from my mother's house smoking behind an abandoned house across the street with a bunch of friends and I'd never actually smoked weed and got high before I'd smoked weed a couple of times and just not gotten high like faked it because I was a fucking dumb oh yeah I did 12 that. year old I did that for the first couple of times yeah. I smoked too and I was like oh, yeah I'm high I smoked weed and I, I we ended up walking back into my bedroom and it hit me dude and it was like the funniest thing it was like the f- I wish I could relive the first time you get high dude because it was just like the funniest thing in the world Everything was so, like, it's just, it's just such a weird feeling when you're actually, like, it wasn't like a mellowing high, you know? Like, I feel like when p- people get high nowadays, they don't get that high. They kind of just, like, get a mellow high. You know what I mean? It depends. Yeah. I know some people who just get fucking yeah, blasted every so. time they smoke. Yeah, I couldn't do that, dude. I don't yeah. know if I do that. But, yeah, I can't smoke weed. And then, you know, I've done a few other drugs, and I have a few drugs on accident. Um, which kind of the same thing, bad highs. And, uh, do you have like anxiety or any of that paranormal, par- like paranoia normally? So it's fun. The last time I got super high, the time I was with Brandon, that was like a big, that was like a big life lesson for me. It was, uh, cause I, I realized the woman that I was with, she stuck by my side the whole time. She trusts me. She clearly cares about me. And, uh, I fucking lost my train of thought, but anyway, oh yeah, anxiety and stuff like that. So it was, it was, it was a rude awakening for me because I realized that, you know, because before this, the girl I was with before, I didn't realize, you know, how insecure, how depressed, how sad, how wimpy and unfit, how bad I was eating, like all these things. And I started to realize it, and then I changed my life dramatically after that. And then smoking the weed was, it was like another rude awakening to me being like, you don't need to be this paranoid all the time. Because before that, I was, I would go into a room, I'd go to a party, I'd go to a restaurant, and I would literally, okay, I'd be like, where's the exit? I have my gun on me. Somebody comes through that door okay this is this is a good seat like that's literally what i would think about and i was like if this isn't good i'll go through the fucking window you know i'm a win i was a window guy at the time so i knew how to fucking open windows break windows whatever and uh that's how i would think dude and then it was the same thing with like depression which i don't know how much i believe about depression but um it was like i would be driving home from work and be like i could just I could just drive this fucking truck into the tree and end it all, dude. And then I, re- and, you know, talk, I, my ex, I never talked about anything with her. Not her fault, but it was more myself. And I feel. Or maybe at the time you just weren't ready to share it? I don't know. Maybe not. I, th- I think I just, I'd, 
had been it just been a normal thing for me I, I just thought it was normal and then one day this is at the brink of our getting our divorce to begin with um and then i just told her i was like i wasn't happy i just to- physically told her i wasn't happy and that's when it started our pr- divorce fucking process um but and then i kind of talked to her about it because her sister actually i, I don't want to talk about it. that's not it's not fair but I talked to them about, you know, like, yeah, I, I want to kill myself sometimes, you know, whatever. And, th- and they look at me like, dude, that's not fucking normal. And I was like, oh, well, uh, I've been thinking about this for my entire life. So, I mean, it is normal. But, it, you know, to me, it was normal. And then going through, you know, changing, not in the, in that rude awakening from them telling me that, that sh- this shit is normal. Then I looked at myself, I was like, dude, i got to fix myself. Because if it's not normal... And I got to do something. And then the smoke and the weed thing was the same thing. It's just like, you got to fix the stuff that's fucked up in your life, dude. Because that could have been, you know, not that it was real, but I could have, you know, I could have died or whatever. I've been schizophrenic or whatever. And that would have been the last thing that I ever did. So, you know, after all that, I just shoot a complete 180 on my life. Like, complete 180, you know, to everything. Uh, for the better, so far. You know, cross my fingers. But, yeah, I don't, I'm not depressed anymore. I'm not fucking anxious. I mean, I'm probably, I'm a little anxious, sure. But, like, I'm not sad. I don't, like, I don't, I feel like a lot of it, again, is in your head. Like, we had talked about a little bit earlier about things being in your head, you know, with being insecure and stuff. And, like, the biggest thing that helped me, dude, was just exercising. That was the biggest thing that, that really started the uproar of, you know, my confidence and just being happy with myself. And then, you know, it's the same thing with everything. Too much is is bad, you know, because then you can get, like, you can get, like, obsessed with looking a certain way. And it's not, dude, and social media is so bad for that. I feel bad for people that think that 99% of the people that are on Instagram are real. They're not fucking real, dude. 99% of those people are not real. So, like, if you don't have fucking six-pack abs in two months... Don't fucking feel bad because they're not real. And it's just like coming from a guy who is 27 years old, who's pretty fit, and I do all I can. Like, if you, like, I'm sure I'm above the normal person, but like, if you saw, if you saw me shirtless, you'd be like, okay. Like, it's not too crazy. It's fucking stacked. No, not, I'm not even trying to say it. Like, I'm not that crazy looking. You know what I mean? But I work out five days a week. Like, this is an. You're in good shape. You yeah, work well, out regularly. No, I get that, but I'm I'm trying Don't to knock like yourself. You I'm, worked very hard to attain a higher level of fitness. Well, I'm trying to say like, if you know you you see people on Instagram and stuff that makes people insecure about themselves. That's perspective mostly, yeah. and like we were talking about with insecurity, how devastating it is. It's like, say I went on Instagram and saw a picture of you shirtless, which I would never do. Which you would never <laughs> do. But if I saw that, you know. It's all perspective. So I could see that and go, fuck this guy. This guy thinks he's good looking. Fuck this guy. Whatever. And I can have a negative response and I can feel insecure. Yeah, and I can send okay. you a message and I be like, you. take that fucking post down, <laughs> you fucking loser. And I can do all that. Or I can look at that and be like, man, I could do that if I wanted to. Yeah. I should be doing that. Yeah. And that's but, all perspective. Yeah. And it could be something that, you know, if you're not in good shape and you want to be, and all you do is look at pictures of guys who are in really good shape, yeah. maybe you'll get in really good shape. And that would be a great thing. 
Yeah, but I but it's, so it's all perspective. It's all in, if you're insecure when you see something like that. Same thing with people who don't have a lot of money who see someone who have a lot of money. They become yeah, a villain. Yeah. They become the bad guy in the movie. They become an asshole. They become a target. They become something to be like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. We're all human. We're all equal. But this guy has a lot more money than me. Fuck yeah. this guy. Or you can be like, man, if I worked really hard, I could have that too. Yeah. I could have a boat. I could have yeah. a truck. I could have a fucking, you know, my own house. I could have this. I could have that. You, whatever you want in your life. I could travel all the time. Yeah. Everything you want in your life is within reason. And, like, we all have the, like, the chance in our life to, like, go do it. Yeah. No, I get that. I, I, I think what, what, I, what I was trying to get at, though, is, like, I'm not super crazy looking, but this is a natural body. I don't do any drugs. I don't cheat. I don't do steroids or any whatever the fuck the kids are doing nowadays. But, like, on Instagram, on Facebook, I don't, I don't go on TikTok or Twitter or anything like that. I, I might even delete my Instagram, dude, because it's su- it just all of it's such bullshit. And like like we were saying with the money, the fitness people. I mean, you got these, like, health people that tell you you can and can't eat things, and they're all of them are so contradicting. And then you have these fitness people that are clearly on steroids, but to a guy that's not fit, he could look at that and then work out for a year, and he wouldn't... He, the thing is, is he will never look like that. Yeah, there and are people who are also genetic freaks who are like... Yes, they are. Like, um, I don't work out nearly as much as I should. And I've been building enough positive momentum in my life to start really narrowing in on having like a regular exercise strength building that yeah. I do all the time. I'm almost there. Hell yeah. And I have... I think I'm like a little bit genetically predisposed to carry more muscle than most people. Yep. I did a genetic test on like that 23andMe shit. I sent my spit off to China oh or some God. shit. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, they got you. And uh, the health, I did like a health thing for a little more money. And it came back and it said that I have some sort of genetic expression. And me and all my brothers were all like abnormally strong for people yeah, who like didn't yeah. work out. Yeah, you guys were big. Like, we never worked out. We never, like, ate protein regularly. <laughs> like, yeah. we were drinking Mountain Dew and eating potato yeah. chips. Smoking cigarettes. And, yeah, and just <laughs> smoking butts and just being stronger than the average person, yeah. I Genetics. would say. Not, like, crazy strong or anything, but, like, um, I've never uh, done, like, uh, deadlifting before. Yeah. And then a buddy I was living with in Portland bought, during COVID, all the shit to do deadlifting in our house that yeah. we were renting. And he was like, you know, try it out. And I just kept putting more weight on until I got up to a point where I was outpacing my grip strength. So I was deadlifting 305 pounds, and I would pick it up, and then it would just, like, come out of my hands. Yeah. Like, I didn't have the grip strength to hold on to that much yep. weight, but I kept picking it up off the floor. Yeah. And uh, my buddy, who I was deadlifting with, was like, dude, that's pretty fucking good for, like, your first try. Yeah. And uh, in college, um, one of the semesters I was there, I worked out all the time and ate a bunch of protein. And I had, like, a real change in, like, my body. Like, Mm -hmm. physically, I could see that I was developing muscles where there, like, wasn't muscle before. And not after much work or being too serious about it. Um, Anyway, so that genetic test came back and said that I had a, um, a genetic variant for... Like, some sort of being able to activate fast muscle tissue 
like 3% more than a normal person. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but I read into the thing. It had more information on it. And it said that that trait was common in, like, power athletes, like people who played in the NFL or in the NBA or whatever, that this gene was very common amongst them because, like, if you can jump up higher than someone and dunk on them, then you're going to be in the NBA yeah. eventually if you're serious about it. So I, wa- <laughs> I got that, and I was like, dude. <laughs> I don't need Hell shit. yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't need and to work out that much. So I'm, I'm almost right there, but um, – it's it's perspective. It's insecurity. Like a lot of not going to the gym for me, honestly, is that going in there, I would be embarrassed. Yeah, I work not out because home. the vibe in there or what anyone says yeah. or people looking at me or afraid someone will record me using a machine <laughs> backwards and look like a fucking retard yeah. or anything like that. It's 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 just just imagining things yeah. like you were saying earlier about your paranoia. Like, I have no excuse to be not going to the gym. I have the free time. I have the money to pay for a membership. I want to do it. I'm, like, one, like, level of discipline between doing yeah. that all the time forever now. Yeah. It's and hard. the barrier to entry for me is literally just insecurity. Yeah. It's about going in there and being like, well, people are going to look at me, and I don't know my way around a gym, so I'm going to use a machine wrong, and someone might have. I might have to ask someone for help. Yeah. Like, hey, man, how do I use this thing? <laughs> And then run the risk of them being like, fucking <laughs> loser. It's a dumbbell. Pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, I work out at home, dude. Fuck gyms. I fucking hate gyms. But internet's good. Internet's bad. Because I learned, uh, a, you know, I worked out in high school. But a lot of my workouts, I got offline. You know, you get some good stuff, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, the, like, changing my diet, fucking exercising was a big one. And just, like, doing things I don't want to fucking do. If you if your life is cushy, and I'm not even saying like you don't have like if you don't have a lot of money, and you think you're struggling, you're not fucking starving. You still have a house. You have a fucking car to go to work. Your life is cushy, dude. And you complain because you do everything you want to do besides maybe work. Okay, you play fucking video games all night. You eat whatever the fuck you want. Like you don't do fuck all. So that's how I used to be. And then I started to do stuff I don't want to fucking do. Like, I train super hard. I take cold as fuck showers. Like, I I, I run a business so I can kind of pick and choose where I want to work. But, like, I'm kind of, I, 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 I try not to say no to people. So, I do, you know, I do things that I don't want to do. And I feel like that's helped me a lot. Like it's, yeah, it's it builds a, perseverance. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a. It was a weird thing. Like if I pick and choose what I don't want to do, but I just fucking do it, the rest of my day is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? So I have a poem actually, that is very, very pertinent to this. Yeah. That and I've kept. It's fucking awesome. This is. So we're talking about perspective, and about how. You know, if you make things comfortable around you, yes. that you'll never really fill out your true potential. Yeah. This poem's called Good Timber. It's by a guy called Douglas McCall. It's kind of a long poem, but it's very good. So here it goes. The tree that never had to fight for sun and sky and air and light, but stood out in the open plain and always got its share of rain, never became a forest king but lived and died a scrubby thing. The man who never had to toil 
to gain and farm his patch of soil, who never had to win his share of sigh, sun, and sky, and light, and air, never became a manly man, but lived and died as he began. Good timber does not grow with ease. The stronger the wind, the stronger the trees. The further the sky, the greater the length, the more the storm, the more the strength. By sun and cold, by rain and snow, in trees and men, good timbers grow. Where the thickest lies the forest growth, we find the patriarchs of both, and they hold counsel with the stars, whose broken branches show the scars of many winds and much of strife. This is the common law of life. Yes. I'm not, I'm not really one for poems, I'm not going to lie. Also, fuck reading. <laughs> Reading's rough. Reading's rough sometimes. But that poem is like, you know, if you get everything you want, yes. if you get all the sun you want, all the rain you want, you're just going to be a fucking bush. You won't be a big fucking strong tree that can withstand anything. Yes, exactly. No, and I if you're in competition with a bunch of other trees for water and light and resources and all this shit then it's going to be who's the biggest, baddest, toughest motherfucker is yeah. going to be the biggest tree in the forest. Yeah. And right out here behind where we're sitting in this patch of woods, there is only two trees that are fucking huge out here. Yep. And they're probably like over 100 years old. Yeah, probably. And the rest of the trees out here are maybe 10, 20, yeah, maybe 20 30 years old. old. And so I found that po poem on the internet, and I love that poem. Because it's like, you know, the harder your life is... Or the harder you try to make your life better, you'll be more resilient. You'll yeah. be stronger. You'll be able to deal with more problems. Yeah. And if you think your life is hard now, you don't. You can't fucking wait for the bill to come for doing nothing about it. Yeah. You want to sit around and, like you said, go to work and come home and bitch and drink Mountain Dew and eat Pop-Tarts and yeah. play Call of Duty. Yeah. And then in 20 years, you're not going to have anything. You spend your money at Dunkin' Donuts, and you don't save any money, and when your paycheck comes in, you blow it as soon as you get it on buying weed and cigarettes and whatever. Yes, the addictions. You fast forward <laughs> 20 years, fast forward 30 years, and you're going to be the guy who's working at Big Apple who's wondering how he's going to pay his rent. Yeah. And yeah. you don't think that's going to be you, and that's all of us. No one thinks it's going to be me. Someone dies in a car accident, that sucks for him. That's not me. Yeah. I'm not going to die in a car accident. I'm not going to have a shitty life. I'm not going to work at Walmart when I'm supposed to be retired. No one thinks that's going to be them. Yeah. You have a shitty life, you fast forward. You are in so much momentum in a shit life if you don't stand up for yourself and try to farm your patch and sacrifice your free time and sacrifice your money and sacrifice what you want to do for what you should be doing. If you want to sacrifice one hour of your day for working out instead of watching half a movie, <laughs> then f you're not going to want to pay that bill when it comes to. Yeah. You're not going to like how that turns out. And it's a story, unfortunately, that once you get fur further and further down the road of your life, you can't turn back on. Yeah. You can get set in your ways. You can become something that you don't like and then just be that until you die and be resentful and bitter and hateful to people and close minded and live in a tiny sad world. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's for sure true, dude. And also, do you have like just poems on tap? 
Like that was no, but <laughs> I love talking about like philosophy and like hard work and stuff. Yeah. And that poem is just so fucking. You good. Just have it saved on your phone. I took a screenshot of it. I knew. <laughs> I knew that fucking poem was gonna be clutch. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's just literally essentially what you know. That's my life and my. That's my philosophy, I guess. But you know, it's it's worked for me. And you know, like all my friends, they're doing pretty good. Um, but I just want. I mean, we were friends, but we're not close friends. But I, I see you're trying to do something that you like, and I'm trying to support you. Dude, and, I really appreciate it, too. Yeah. And, like, just it be here. It means a lot to me. And even though we weren't that close after high school, it's just like, he's doing something cool. I enjoy this. I want to support this guy. It's just, I mean, it's just like with anybody. Like you, I just want everybody to do good, dude. And I feel like – and that's that's obviously – I actually – that's a Joe Rogan thing, actually. I think about it, but like a lot of a lot of what I've learned over the years, um, it's just I'm just trying to do better for myself, and you know, trying to do better for everybody else. And I feel like that's that's the only thing you can do. You know, what I mean, that's and I've grown a lot because that was not how it used to be. And I just, you know, that's what works for me. Everybody's different, you know. But we're in Maine, dude. Oh yeah. There ain't a whole lot up here in Maine. No. Right? No. And no I live sorry. in I live in Durham, Maine. Okay. Which is in more in the middle of nowhere yes. than where we grew up, which was already in yeah, the middle it's of nowhere. Ninety like percent farmland, which is great for me because I get nice fucking, and quiet. Yeah, it's quiet. We get I get like yeah again with my diet, like I I don't buy from the grocery store as much as I can, so I get farm you know farm eggs, Fuck farm yeah. meat, Fuck dude. Yeah. And that's one of those things where I, I didn't really... That's the dream, dude. Dude. Fucking That's right. the fucking you, dream. You don't know what you're missing until you have farm food, dude. Like vegetables, uh, like fresh pork and beef and chicken and eggs. I, I had no idea what I was missing. Like people don't realize that the, the meat in grocery stores is dyed. Like meat isn't bright red like that. Like that is not real color to me. If you if you buy a steak from a farm, it's like a it's like a it's dark. Yeah, it's like a dark purpley. I don't I don't really know what the color you would really nutrient say. dense. Yeah, it looks like if you don't know what you're looking at, you're gonna think that's bad. Yeah, you do you I mean? do you hunt? I used to. I don't. So like venison, have you ever seen like a rock cut of venison? Yes. Dude, it's so dark. It's very dark. It's like purple, like yeah. you were saying. It's so dark. But it's because that deer was like completely natural. Yes. It's eating acorns and shit off the forest floor yeah. and running from shit and living in the cold and living in the heat. Yeah, it's different. Running around, running uphill, running from shit, looking around, being nervous, yeah. eating shit, running around, being natural, being like what it's supposed to be. Exactly. And you go and buy a fucking sirloin from the thing. It's like a cow that's lived in like a Literally. eight by eight pen that they've been feeding slop. Yeah. For, and then they kill it when it's like one years old. <laughs> yeah, they don't live very long. No. I mean, they're... People don't, they, you know, this non-GMO stuff and all this stuff. I don't want to get too crazy in the food because it's probably a boring topic. But it's, <laughs> it's, I think it's interesting. But like, it's, you know, Hold it's on, something. I'm throw some wood on the fire. Freaking right. I gotta take a piss, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. Rip and piss down. So anyway, I just rocked a piss. I feel much better now. I don't feel so crazy. But and the fire is actually lighting the uh, darkness. It's a little dark over here. I don't know what time it is. What time is it? It's 8.30. You know it's getting you know it's getting later in the summer when it's pitch black and it's 8.30. Up to Maine. Yeah, this fucking blows, huh? 
Yeah. Fuck's this all about? But like two weeks ago, it'd still be bright. Yeah, it would. It, it, it's it's funny. I lived here all my life, and you always forget that it gets dark at like fucking two o'clock in the winter, and then in the summer it's fucking bright out at nine at yeah. night, and you're like. I can't fucking sleep. The sun's out. It's fucking nine o'clock. I've been up since fucking five. It's bright out at five. But yeah, Maine's weird. So I wanted to ask you about your work. So you said uh, when you first started, you didn't know how to do anything. Like you couldn't even read oh, like a tape measure. Dude. No, I couldn't. Do read you have any measure. funny stories about dude, being an apprentice? The <laughs> I'm funniest sure. I'm sure. shit ever. I'm sure. The the first like week. I was on the job site. I, I was a framer. We framed to finish. And the first the first time I had gone on the job site, we were in Kennebunkport. Mind, mind you, this is Kennebunk. If anybody knows what Kennebunk is, it's a super rich town. Coastal and, uh, town. Yeah, it's coastal town. It was a little more inland, so they were, the houses weren't super expensive. It was still like a $700,000 house, probably, the first one I started on. And uh, I get there, no fucking tools. I'm... 13, 14 years old. I don't, I don't have a car or anything. I, you know, I don't, I have no bills. I don't need to fucking work. <laughs> so my, my mom's boyfriend wakes me up because I'm too stupid and lazy to set an alarm because I'm hoping he doesn't wake me up. Because like at that time, he'd be like, yeah, if I need you, I'll just tell you the day before and then I'll wake you up in the morning and we'll drive to work. So the first day I get, I get to work. It's about an hour drive all the way there. I fucking sleep all the way there because I'm stupid and lazy. Probably stayed up till like 2 in the morning. Well, you're playing. young too. You can fall asleep on yeah. anything. Playing Modern Warfare 2 for fucking 75. Hold on. I have a side question for you. Yeah. I have a sound here that I'm going to play that I think you're going to like. Yeah. When was the first time you ever heard this? Uh. Or one of these. <laughs> Dude, the intervention, I used to fucking Dude. slap at the fucking... Hell I still yeah. do. I just got back into Modern Warfare 2. Really? Yeah. I'll get into that afterwards. But yeah, the first the first time I was on the job site, I get there, we get out of the truck, and the house is like mostly built. It's not like finished. There's no siding on it. There's no windows. But they're, they're framing interior walls. And they like, you know, every fucking... Big, you know, because back then, finding workers was easy you have a bunch of crackheads fucking bunch of drunks they all show up to work tuesday not monday tuesday but it was a saturday and uh there's a few guys there probably itching for their child support money but they they had a job box there and the, everybody has fucking cheap extra tools so they basically just gave me all their hand-me-down stuff and uh i was kind of a lackey just doing whatever but they, they threw you all your all their old Ryobis. Yeah. No, it wasn't even like it was like Walmart shit, like plastic square, <laughs> fucking tape that Disposable had been Disposable tools. Yeah, a tape that's been on the bottom of the box with water in it. It's just rusty and fucked up. Anybody who's in the construction knows what I'm talking about. Not even a tool belt, just tools in my pants. And uh, they end up his name's Tom, my mom's boyfriend's name's Tom. And uh he's got a little bit of a temper. Okay, he had a a tough upbringing, he says, but he uh, he was like, hey, go fucking cut this, measure this, whatever, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, and you know, everybody's seen a ruler at this point in time. You know, I know what a fucking inch is, I know what a foot looks. I know. Yeah, it's like this big. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not a woman's inch. A man's inch. I know what a man's inch is. A 13-year-old boy's inch, yeah. dude. It's like fucking, you got to bust out two hands yes. to get an inch in, dude. But I know what a ruler looks like. So I open the tape. It's a little fucked up. And I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I don't know how to read a fucking tape. And it hits me. I'm like, I don't know how to fucking read a tape, dude. How am I supposed to work? What he asked you to do, like measure length or something? Yeah, he told me to cut something. He, they were doing interior walls. So he, I was like, I look at the tape. I'm like, I, I, it was like a foreign language, dude. I was like, I, was, I, I can't believe I didn't think about it before saying yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, okay. I would, I would just say, he said 62 and whatever. And I was like, I'm just going to fucking guess. <laughs> and I remember it was a half inch long or whatever. And I was like, I know what a half, half inch, that's just half of an inch. So I just cut it a little shorter. And he was like, ah, fuck it. That'll be good enough, dude. Don't worry about it. And I just got away with it over and over. And, but obviously I would cut things short or too long. And then like if you've been in the construction, me being in construction for so long now, if someone cuts me something short, I'll fucking scream at them. You know, because like it depends on what I'm doing. If I'm on the mm. roof or whatever and you cut something short, I'll be a little mad. So like it happened over and over. Dude, I don't know how he put up with it, dude. Like I knew nothing for like the first fucking five years of my life in the construction. And one day it just hit me, but it was, it was a very wild ride. I don't know if you know what a brake is, like a metal brake. You can bend metal for siding, trim. It's just, I didn't know what it was either. And, uh, yeah, it might be one of those things that I think I know, yeah, but I, mean, I actually I know. show you a picture of it. I own a fucking USA made one, dude. Super Fuck expensive. Yeah. It's the Cadillac yeah. of brakes. And, uh, I was, he was like. We were at the siding portion of it. And, like, mind you, I don't work every day, so I, I'll work on the weekends or every other weekend. So, like, I'll get there, and, like, a fuck ton of stuff is done already. It's, like, super crazy. And I was like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, because you were a kid then, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, fucking week. They already got this much done. This is easy. Mm. Whatever. I'm getting paid $8 an hour, mind you, at the Big time. money back then. Big money, dude. 100 bucks a week? Are you shitting me, dude? Yeah. And, Being uh, able to buy a different video game yeah. every week. And mind you, I wasn't—I knew nothing about anything, so I wasn't getting taxes under the table. And he wasn't paying taxes at the time. No recollection of any th- real-world problems whatsoever at this age. But I would get there, and he was like, all right, we're doing the siding. I'm going to teach you how to use a brake. I'm like, a brake? Don't know what the fuck that is. But it's its very—it's co- like it's an right art. next to the gas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a super complex thing. For people that don't know what it is, it, it's like an art. You know, you get a, it's a big roll of metal, and then you roll it out, and it's a flat sheet. You cut it, you bend, you contour to whatever you're trying to contour. Um, but some things are harder than others because you have to flip it over and bend it a certain way. Do you so have a tool that you manipulate it around? Yeah, I can show you a picture of it so you kind of understand. But it's, it's a hard, it's hard to explain because when you think of a break, you don't think of what i'm gonna fucking show you because you yeah everyone's it. thinking of like a car break yeah I think it's not it's not what you think it is it's a very weird looking thing it's essentially just for bending metal that's all it's for but you look at it and you're like what the fuck is this thing for like you would have no idea what it's for if you're not in the is construction. it coiled the metal when you first buy it it's a roll of metal it comes in a big roll and uh you you know you just bend it you know i do a lot of siding i love this stuff it's dude 
I love learning something I've never fucking yeah. Like there's a more to everything than you think, dude. Like the fucking stickers you're talking about. Like there's just more to everything than you can yeah, possibly same think. Yeah, great. Yeah, great callback. The same kind of shit. So this is what it looks like. Like, and you can see the roll metal because I have a sidewinder, which is like a, a add-on. Like everything on there is add-ons. It's like a Cadillac brakes. So like you roll the metal out, and you cut it with a. It's called a. <clears throat> You know, you cut it to length for whatever length you want. I have a 11-foot brake, so I can bend up to an 11-foot piece of metal. But at the time, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. So you're putting things under that and pulling it back against the bar. Yeah, you, and like, the the handles on it, you, you bend them up, and that's how you, you can bend up to, like, I don't know. It's almost, You can almost bend it flat on itself in one bend, this brake. Because it has so much leverage. Yeah, this brake's, like I said, it's a Cadillac of brakes. It's, it's not like most brakes. Um... But I buy things once, you know, that's just how I am. But the, the brake that I was using was a piece of shit. <laughs> it was left outside. It's thrown in the back of a truck, on the racks, whatever. Doesn't work whatsoever. And uh, this fucking fire is hot. Yeah, it's fucking rolling now. But uh, it was, it was like a even worse than trying to read a tape. And metal is not inexpensive. So I fucked up a lot of metal and wasted a lot of money. Because once you bend it yeah, and you thought you got it yeah. and you find out you don't, if you, you can't do shit about no, that. No, you can't can bend you? it back. No. It's garbage. It's good. Fuck. It goes in the dumb stuff. And, so uh, that's fun to do when you don't know how. Yeah, I, I, I learned yeah. by getting yelled at. Uh, that was a very long learning experience. I'll tell you what, though. If it's not, if it doesn't get too personal or it doesn't too, get too hot in the kitchen while you're doing that... That's a fucking great way yeah. to motivate a young man how to do something. Yeah. If you have a, a guy that you respect that you know can do this in like one second and yeah. it's really good, and he comes up to you and goes, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Do that again. Yeah, it's crazy. If you can withstand that, if that doesn't like break you, that's a great fucking thing because you will figure it out quick. I don't, you ever worked in the kitchen? I think you have. You worked. Yeah, in the kitchen I, yeah, I did yeah. culinary. Kitchen is fucking vocal, crazy, yeah. dude. I worked in the kitchen for like a month and I wanted to kill myself. And I was making seven fifty an hour then. Tax. Ooh, yeah, I was making seven seven twenty five, seven yeah. seventy five or something. At a diner, I was working. I, I was, worked at Rick's Cafe. Yeah, first first real job I ever had where I was paying taxes yeah. and I filled out a W two and shit was at Rick's Cafe as a dishwasher. And I'll tell you what, Rick's gets fucking busy. Dude, especially back then. Yeah, back then. So that was 2000 and summer of 2010, that yeah. was. And, uh, yeah, man, dishes coming every minute. Yeah. A stack of dishes that would be in a, like, cartoon that's so hot. Oh, yeah. I know. Stacked to the And people ceiling. are fucking throwing them at you. Yeah, people are ordering appetizers. So that comes with like a big dish, the serving platter, every dish for yeah, everybody, dish cutlery for everybody. Yeah. If it's a soup thing, everyone gets a spoon and shit. And then that has to come off the table before they put the main shit on. Yeah. And then when they do that, it's just as many plates and fucking things as you yeah. can imagine. Fuck working in the food industry, dude. And then when the place shuts down at the night, which it's like that full yeah. tilt until the end of the night, <laughs> then at the end of the night, you get everything in the kitchen that everyone was using all day every pan every oh, yeah. pot yeah. every utensil everything everything comes out the grill things come out those good dishwasher yeah. dude i i worked at a uh, top of the hill grill 
super good breakfast. I don't know. I don't think they're closed now. But that was my first like not. They're not closed. Are I they? think they may have closed. I don't oh, know. I've dude. I don't live around here anymore. I have no idea. But that was my first real job, like where I got taxed and stuff. And I was a, I was a, I was the only dishwasher they had. And that's not a very big place. But like it's a it's a diner. Yeah, but they have regulars, dude, that show up every single fucking day. Oh yeah. I can't believe it. How do you eat breakfast out every fucking day? Dude? But they Dude, you know, retirees. A lot they of them got the expendable were retired, income. Yeah. They like being in somewhat of the community cuz they can do that shit at home, but maybe yeah. when you got nothing going on, you're not going to work, you're not really leaving the house. Fuck dishes. Go out to breakfast. Give them the answer. Go out to breakfast and make <laughs> as many fucking dishes as you can. Dude, the diner, fuck did people. Did you have to bust tables? Or no, did it, thank they all God. get brought to you? I, dude, I have stories you ever about munch? this place. You ever munch? Yes. Yeah. Dude, I have stories <laughs> about this place. I, I'm surprised I didn't get fired. I quit. Dude, I. It's always a sour yeah. end with restaurants. Always. I don't know anyone who's parted with a restaurant who wasn't either. And this wasn't even that upset bad. Upset or the they were fucking ready to kill they, them. They weren't bad to me whatsoever. So nothing against the people that work there or owned the place. But I just wasn't for me. But, like, doing dishes, dude, at a diner, fuck people who use ketchup with their breakfast, okay? Why do you... I'm all aboard this idea. Why do you need half a fucking bottle of ketchup on your plate? Because guess what, dude? I have to fucking clean... My sink is red with ketchup. I have to empty the fucking sink because there's... Dude, the amount of ketchup they wasted that place was insane. I was like... Why the fuck? I was like, who's eating all the ketchup? And why are you wasting so much of it? Do you how stupid do you have to be? Ketchup with breakfast is weakness. Weird. It's weak. How do you look at your breakfast, look at a ketchup bottle, and just keep squirting because you don't know how much ketchup you're gonna eat with the breakfast that you ordered? I don't get it. How do you have so much extra ketchup? I don't understand. I do not understand. It's weakness. Ketchup Crazy. at breakfast. That is drove weakness. me nuts, dude. That it's drove a, me that's nuts. a very good thing. That you're pointing out. Because I also somewhat kind of do the same thing. Like, if I'm with someone and we're at breakfast, I'll pay attention to who uses fucking ketchup. (laughs) I swear to God. I will fucking know. If we're at a table of four, if anyone touches that fucking ketchup, I'm having a conversation. (laughs) Hey, what's that for? What are you putting that on, huh? Yeah. What's that all about? Ketchup is also fucking terrible for you. It's just sugar. Yeah. It's tomato jelly. Literally. And it's full of fucking bullshit. But yeah, that would dro- that drove me nuts. That was the first thing that drove me nuts. But they had like a super small dishwasher, which kind of sucked. And I don't know what what it is with my hands, but like my hands prune very easily. Like even if I just take a shower, like a five minute shower, yeah, they I'd prune. The same thing. So weird. So like dishwashing was not my thing. I had to wor- so my hands would get so bad that they would crack and bleed. Oh yeah. So they're like, you gotta wear gloves. And mind you, I was like super young. I was like. Okay, so I'm wearing gloves to my fucking elbows, and water would get in them, and then it made it worse, because yeah. they couldn't dry off. Uh, or you'd sweat in film. Yeah, sweat in them or whatever. I've fucking worn those before and turned them upside down and had a slush of water come yeah. out. Slush of water, blood, my fucking oh, hands yeah. were like transparent, fucking I always white. had this feeling like I thought my fingernails were going to lift off, too. Yes. I dude. fucking hated it Terrible. being a fucking dishwasher, dude. It was awful. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do dishwashing right now at gunpoint. Dude, I don't, know how peop- I don't know how people who own food places survive nowadays. I don't know I don't either, man. It. But yeah, that place sucked. The last day you I just worked gotta, there. You just got to pay good. 
Yeah. No, like I know. Some, it's but not dude, a simple job. Anyone can do that. And there are people, it, there are like 20% of the population has an IQ under 50. I know. Believe me. Working That's real. And if you have an IQ under 50, you either work construction or you're a dishwasher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but those people have to have a job too and if you pay good maybe you'll get someone who just you know maybe they like being in a kitchen maybe they're funny they're fucking maybe insane. they enjoy it maybe they're insane maybe they like the schedule of working early in the morning and getting out at yeah. noon like at a Wake diner at and fucking four <laughs> <laughs> don't eat all day <laughs> You fucking yell at all your coworkers. Freak the fuck out in the Dude, parking the, lot. Dude, all the the funniest thing is, I was young. I wasn't. A, I wasn't even eighteen yet. I I caught on quick that the only way I get a break is if I smoke cigarettes. Oh, uh, that's where. Fucking... And that's how I started smoking cigarettes at fucking fourteen. And the people there will let me smoke with them. And I was like, okay, I get a break if I smoke cigarettes. Dude, this is Dude, awesome. This is a universal experience with anyone who's working yeah, in a restaurant. Yeah, and I didn't realize that that was Is that thing. you realize if you want a break, you have to smoke. Which is so fucked Because up. that's the only thing someone in the kitchen will let you yeah. leave for. <laughs> so fucked. If you have to use the bathroom, that's almost a problem. I've yeah. worked at places before where that's a problem. Literally, Like, it's hot. I remember I was working in a kitchen. I was in Point Sebago. I was working. I was a uh, a line cook there one summer, working at Point Sebago in the kitchen. July night, as humid as the air could be, yep. hundred degrees outside in the dark. Inside the kitchen, it was I don't God only yeah. knows one hundred and fifteen. Yeah, I was sweating. Beads of sweat off my skin that I didn't realize I had the pores to be able to sweat from. Like, you know, you sweat from your forehead pretty profusely yeah. and under your arms and shit. But I had beads of sweat forming and running down my forearms. Oh, yeah. Which is not a place that I was could ever watch beads of sweat yeah. roll up. It's brutal. I was making $7.75 an Insane. hour. And I remember... Every day before I had to go to work, <laughs> I'd have to sit and listen to a song that would put me into a good mood and just try. I remember those days. I remember being right outside the door of the restaurant and stopping and having to, like, fucking breathe. Yeah, fuck that, dude. It, it was, was terrible. And, dude, that's, <clears throat> like, for me, when I was a little kid, when I was four years old, we had a TV. My mom worked at the time for a cable company so we got like the fucking legit cable at our house when yeah. i was a kid and then of all the things i could watch because we had every channel mm -hmm. i would always watch the cooking show and yeah. emerald lagasse was this tv chef that had a show that he would cook food and he would talk to the audience and he would hold court yeah so he was kind of doing like a comic routine and cooking <laughs> so he was cooking a food. Everyone in the audience is following how he's orchestrating this meal. Oh, he's okay. m doing multiple things at a time. Yeah. He's showing how good he is. His knife work is incredible. And then when he's done cooking, everyone in the TV audience eats that meal. Yeah. So he's, like, cooking for them, which is normally an intimate thing between people. Like, I don't know. Most people, not most people, some people say, oh, I don't cook. I don't know how to cook. But it's like preparing a meal is a very passionate thing to do and like when you're doing it for someone else it immediately when i saw that show dude i immediately made a connection to that yeah and i saw the passion 
I saw the comedy. I saw the ability to make something that people were getting in line hurly to get some of. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, that's the fucking man. That's the man. And I wanted to be a chef right up until I graduated senior year of high school after doing culinary for two years. Yeah. Four hours a day, That's every right. day you did for two years. I remember that. And I was the man. I was the top of our class. Yeah. I remember you because you come out in your... Yeah, in I will wear my suit. chef's coat yeah. proudly, dude. Especially when I got my senior one that was black, dude. Friggin that thing right. almost never came off. Yeah. I still have it. You do? I still fucking have you it with my French it? knots, with my uh, <laughs> fucking Gedney patch for having perfect attendance on all of our banquets. You were always a good kid, though, in high school. Most of the time. I just tried to stay out of the way. Yeah. I tried. Once I got into culinary, I kind of found my groove. Yeah. But before that, I was really aimless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck the food business. I don't know. Anybody who owns a food business is insane. Unless if you work on your own, I guess. But I don't, I don't, I don't, dude. And then COVID obviously accentuated this. But like. Oh, by the way, what do you think profit margin is percentage on a restaurant? For everything. Like negative one. Dude, they they don't even eleven. Yeah, they barely scrape even a lot of the time. Average, so yeah, that's the average, by the yeah. way. So like, there'll be years where there's nothing, and then years where they were like busy all year. Yeah, which is insane. I don't. Which know. is insane. That's like it's a wild ride. That's why. Yeah, being a business owner now, like I understand it. You know what I mean? And to be successful is also no fucking small feat. No. If yeah, you're a restaurant business, and you've dude. been in a place for 10 years, yeah. 20 years, 30 years, if you have second generational owners at a restaurant, yeah. that is impossible to yeah. fucking do. It's like most of them don't last five years, is it? I think it might be shorter than that. Yeah. And since COVID, all of that statistics are all fucking yeah, ruined yeah, forever yeah. now. Yeah. Fuck COVID. And uh, so 11% is your average profit margin. Which 11% so if you, is nothing. So if you spend... $1,000 in silverware, food, staffing, the electrical bill, the propane bill, all the produce, all the meat, everything that a restaurant needs to function. Yeah. Table shit, decorations, a bartender, a fucking liquor thing, like whatever the deal is, mm-hmm. it's so much money. Yeah. So for every $1,000 that you spend... You make maybe, 110 bucks. Maybe $100. On average. Yeah. And that's a success. Yeah. So there's a lot of restaurants out there that are owned by someone who has a fucking really, really passionate vision and has a big pocket. And sometimes there might be years in a row where a good restaurant will just eat being at a net loss because yeah. they know eventually someone will discover them put up a thing on Yelp yep. and then they'll be busy till they retire. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of places, you know, have that same vision and they let insecurity devastate them. And they go, "You know what? Maybe no one just likes my food. Yeah. I'll just sell this place." It's not even that, dude. They're just finding people to work nowadays. It's going to be tough to it's, run a restaurant yeah. when minimum wage is fucking 15 bucks an hour, I'll tell you that. Yeah. But and you know, people should make more money. People should have a better quality of life. But good luck finding staff for a fucking restaurant and paying them all 15 bucks an hour. Because there are positions at a restaurant that do not earn the restaurant 15 bucks a fucking hour. And if everyone's making that much, like waitresses, 
Dude, if no one comes into the restaurant, you're going to pay a waitress 15 bucks an hour? So if you're a failing restaurant, then you're going to have, like, bad re- return on your staff's wages. That's yeah. like, it's just what it is. Yeah. It sucks. I don't like it. I wish they all got paid a million bucks a year. But that's not how, the, like, the world works. It's not America. Yeah, you, if you want to run a business, you have to make money. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> For restaurants, probably the biggest thing that they spend money on is now, with the minimum wage being so high, staff. Yeah. So, and then if you can't find staff, then you have to pay over market in desperation to try to fill that role. So now you're paying people even more. Yeah. So say you've been looking for a chef for two months. Now you're desperate. Now you're willing to pay 30 bucks an hour for a chef, and you get a chef right away. Yeah. And now you have to sit on that. And, you know, it sucks. Restaurants get pigeonholed all the time with wages. It sucks. People that work at a restaurant should make a good wage. But in reality, it's 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 better to have a restaurant in a town than have no restaurant there because you can't swing it. Yeah. And there's a lot of places here in Maine that used to have a little store, used to have a little restaurant, used yeah. to have a little this. Yep. And when you bump minimum wage by double... And you have something like COVID, then those places are like, dude, I'm going to lose everything if I hold on to this. You've turned this entity in this town into a hot coal for me to hold on to. And I got to part ways. And then you lose it. And then you get a Subway instead. And then you get a McDonald's instead. Then you get a fucking Walmart. Then you get all this stuff and you get all this all this business that no one can compete with. Yeah, it's hard, dude. So it's hard. It's like, you know, do you want... I don't, no one's going to approve lowering wages. So it's like, you're just going to have to adjust to what the world is now. But maybe that's finding a couple people to run a restaurant that are just dogs. They're just willing to work hard all the time. That's so hard though. Everybody that's working nowadays, dude, is like, like what you said, 50 IQ. Like it is rough. But like. Two of every 10 people statistically have a IQ of 50 or lower. But like, I, I. But then again, I understand because I don't want to fucking do any of those jobs either. That's why I don't do them. And people make money doing a podcast or doing YouTube or playing fucking video, showing their pussy online, making seven grand a day, like a day. Like, of course, these people are not going to go and work at a fucking restaurant for $30 an hour. No, that would be a huge culture shock. Holy <laughs> shit. If you like, that's if you've life only now. done OnlyFans and you've never had a real job and then yeah. you go be a dishwasher at a busy restaurant, they would literally kill themselves. That'd be on the table. That would It wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility if you're that's making, what you were ball and chain attached to. Like if you know you needed this job and you didn't have anything else going on. I feel like people with that low of morals, they would never And I'm not though. saying anything against <laughs> being a dishwasher or working in a restaurant. If you're passionate about what you're doing and you like doing that and you love the idea of cooking for someone else, yeah. there is nothing wrong with that. And you f- should not feel ashamed of that. But at the same time, a lot of kitchen staff are people who are just dipping their toe in and finding out that they don't like it and leaving. Yeah, it's just a job. And there's a lot of people that are plugging in and out. Yeah. And if you have a core staff that can teach these people real quick, hold on to them as long as they'll stay, and then getting on training the next person, Yeah. it's a revolving door. It's not like all these jobs are careers. Yeah. So, you know, the wage, it's okay that it's low. 
Because you go there and you find out what the world's like. When you're a dishwasher and you're making minimum wage, you go, dude, I got to do something. Yep. I got to get my shit together because I can't be doing this. <laughs> I'm, I'm working And that's it. part of it. That's part of it. Yeah. Everyone should have been a dishwasher when they were younger. No, I don't wish that upon anybody. <laughs> Fuck that. It's a great wake-up call. It is. It, you got to have shitty jobs. Everybody has a shitty job, dude. Even and it might light light a fire under your ass that propels you into the yeah, rest you of your do life. Something different. Yeah. yeah, dude. The but the last day. That's I what was, happened to me, dude. I really? like I was saying, I wanted to be a chef my whole fucking life, my whole life. My friend, my brothers would watch cartoons, and I would wrestle them f- with the remote yeah. to put it on a cooking show. <laughs> I mean, I was fucking into it, dude. And then I had such a big wake up call when I started working in kitchens. Yep. And then I'd quit, and I'd be like, yeah, maybe that kitchen was just shit. Yeah. And I'd go some work somewhere else, and I'd be like, oh, shit, it's like here, too. Well, you know, let me give it another chance. And I'd be like, dude, i got to figure out what to do because I can't stand this shit. Yeah. And I got into manufacturing, and that's what I'm still doing now. Yeah. That's and I think that's it's a good wake-up call. It sucked. I had to, like, part ways with, it, like, the dream of my yeah. life. That's funny. It literally happened to me, too, with automotive. Because I've always loved engines and cars and trucks. Anything with an engine. And I... You know, because fucking school, they, like, go to college or you're going to be an idiot. So That which, was so big for which us. I don't is think not people are going to talk true, about that. Dude, it is not true. I fucking Oh, it's not college. true, but I'm saying the the pressure. Yeah, the pressure Everyone to go to college. was expected to go to yeah, college. Which is insane. Everyone thought we were going to college. All which of is, our parents, all of the staff at our high school, yeah. dude, we were fed that. I went to college. Yeah. I went to. I, I don't went think to, I ever got a C or better in high school, and they were like, "Dude, recru- they were yeah. like recruiting me to go to college." Dude, I was pushed out of high school. Get the fuck out of high school so we can get these numbers up. That's dude, what they I, wanted. I was talking to Sam about this. I didn't take math in high school outside of what you saw me in math class. That's <laughs> the only math I had in high school. Dude, Lake Region, <laughs> Lake Region, dude, and they out. gave me a high school diploma at the end. Yeah. Dude, Austin. Dude, and I got like a 74 in eighth grade algebra. Did you? Dude, I, and then they, I went to college and signed loans to take Math 101. Yeah, which is insane. Fucking retard. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, high school, for me, they just put, they were like, all right, come yeah, on, just graduate. Just out. graduate and go they to college. They want the numbers on, graduate so they and can go get... to college and bloom yeah. and they sign w- all these loans. Exactly. They want, they want the numbers that are high and everything is about money. They want, they want. They want their school to look good so people will move here and bring their kids here and pay more taxes, mm-hmm. and that's what they want. Higher wages for teachers, which is all cool and awesome, but, uh, you know, it it's fucks not the kids re- up. It's not for everybody. Yeah. It's, for in- it's supposed to be for intellectual people. Yeah, if you're going well, to college to be a damn doctor or a lawyer, sure, you're going to be well off. But you also have, like, a million dollars in uh, student loans. Yeah, I think there should be some protections for students. Like, if you're trying to sign a $100,000 loan for, like, gender studies, someone <laughs> should, like, intervene and be like, dude, listen, I know you feel like this is your calling right now and this is what you got to do, but, brother, no one's paying anyone for this degree. Yeah. And this debt is going to be attached to you like an invisible house that you can't live in. Yeah. You do not want to be paying a mortgage for an invisible house. More than But a it mortgage. doesn't happen. They go, dude, high five, good for you. Yeah. We need more just like you. Get out yeah. there. Come on. Get, get them. But I, so I went to school for automotive. Who the fuck goes to school for automotive? I already knew everything I needed to know. But, like, I went to school for it. 
And well, was, some people don't know how to do that, and they which want to do is the work. clear because I went to school. With people, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? But like, I went there and I was working. I was like, I just want to work on fucking cars, dude. I don't want. I already know all this shit. Let me get my hands. I'm more hands on. And it just wasn't. I was like, this is not a job. This is just a hobby. And then I ended up quitting after a semester, and I changed my semester to business, and I wanted to be an engineer, structural engineer of some sort. And uh, so then I was like, okay, automotive, definitely not it. Like, that's just a hobby, which has always just been a hobby. And then I... That's a very mature conclusion. Yeah. Which... which it's not an easy thing yeah. to just be like, fucking, I'm going to flip. I'm going to fucking flip a coin and see how this goes. But I'm it's all fun and dandy it. until you realize you still have to pay for it, even though you didn't like it, which is a rude awakening. And I still yeah. am paying for my student loans. Oh, yeah, me too. And I only went for... All together, a year and a half. But I ended up doing business, and I was like, what the f-? Like, the shit they... T- Dude, I run a business. I run a very good business. I am busy as fuck. I'm just by myself. Nothing I learned in that class, I do now. Nothing. Not one thing. I swear to God. Damn. <laughs> I was like, half the shit they teach you, I'm like, what are you even talking about? Some of the... I'm sure it depends on the teacher you go to. But like, did uh, you like your business teachers? No, I did not. I remember what his name was, and I was like, "You're not even talking about business." Like half the time, they would just like scurry off and talk about something else. And then the structural engineer side, I did a a math class, which I was pretty good at. But then the next math, whatever the next math was, I was like, "Yeah, that ain't it." Like I can't even. And then, like, the homework, and I was still working full-time and going to school. And I was like, I'm not doing fucking homework and working at the same time. That is so stupid. So I ended up just quitting. And I was like, those are all not my thing. But at that at that point, I didn't realize I was going to start a business, obviously. I was just, you know, because when I was young, I didn't realize, I didn't realize how the world works, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't realize, it took me until I was 24 years old to realize that the place I was working for so construction in a nutshell for for most of the time and mind you I went to construction because that's all I knew besides cooking you know as a job so and it was easy because I lived with my mom and her boyfriend was a contractor but I didn't realize at the time that I was making eight dollars an hour but he was charging forty five Oh yeah, I for love one. this contracting yes. trick. I love this shit. So, I would love to be a contractor. Yeah. And it's all fun and dandy about money, but it's not it's not as easy as it, it think, you know, it's not as easy as it sounds, obviously. To be a good contractor, there's a lot of bad contractors, dude. A I'm lot. Sure. But man, it seems nice to but employ when you're, someone yeah. and earn money on their back. When you're a good contractor and I and the biggest thing that I like I get it, you gotta make money off of people because people fuck up. And they cost you money at the same time. And they have insurances and pay time off. All this shit. I get it. But sometimes you, when you're charging fucking $8 an hour and you're charging 45 that's a little fucked up. Yeah. But I didn't yeah, realize. Like slavery. I didn't realize the, the process of how all that worked until I was 24 years old. I thought I was making $24 and I thought that was rolling in it. Dude. That kind of is rolling in it. But like. It's I was like 50 grand a year. It was like 44, roughly, with taxes out. But I was working my dick off, dude. 
and oh, I yeah, had a house. Yeah. I was working seven days a week most of the time and working on my house. And I had no money saved whatsoever. Everything I did went into the house for the entire two years I, w- I was living in that first house that I flipped. And uh, the first time I figured it out is they set they they, I, they trusted me. I was a good employee. I was loyal to them um, because I thought I was fucking king shit. I was running the show. I would like, I'd run multi million dollar jobs, and I would tell fifteen people what to do all day, every day, at being young twenties. And uh, they gave me they gave me like an estimate or something, and they gave me the wrong one. So they gave me the one with all the numbers on it. So usually they give me an estimate and it would have like the scope of work on it and then like the time frame and then they would keep the one with all the numbers on it. So they gave me the one with the numbers on it. And I was like, I looked at it and I realized that I was getting quoted out for $65 an hour and everybody else that worked under me was $45 an hour. So mind you, I'm making $24 an hour and everybody else is making 20 or less. So that's a lot of money per hour that this company is making. And they don't do fuck all. They stay in an A-seed office. They just go on the computer. They fucking golf. They have a they have a membership at a golf course. They go every Thursday and Friday. Every Thursday and Friday they would go. Every week in the summer. Dude, this sounds like modern day slavery. And that is literally, I mean, it literally is, dude. And, I, and, and it once artificially raises the cost of construction like a motherfucker. But that's not even the worst of it, dude. So, and now that I'm a business owner, I do everything myself. I don't hire anybody. I don't do anything like that whatsoever. It's easier. It's, I, I make all the money. I don't have to worry about anybody else. It takes me longer, whatever. But it's, it's better for me in the long run. I don't want employees. So I went on my own. But. And then I realized that, because I still stayed with them. I was young. I was, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of money saved at the time. At that point, I didn't have my house sold. I didn't realize how much money I was going to make on it. And uh, I was like, I just got to fucking suck it up. Ask for a raise. I got to raise a little raise, mind you. It was a dollar raise, which is still, you know, it's a dollar raise. I still make more money. But at that point, I was like, I'm, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm. That's money on the table, dude. And I don't need the people that are above me. Like, I do, I can do it all myself. I was running the fucking show, doing everything, getting the material, doing the dumpsters, telling people what to do, doing the timestamps, doing, telling people what to do, what time to get here, when they could leave. Like, if they want to work Saturdays, I'll be here. Like, I work Saturday and Sunday. Um, and mind you, 90% of the employees would not work past three. They wouldn't start earlier than eight. They would never work weekends, and I'm getting paid two, three dollars more an hour than them to run the fucking show. Fuck that, I said. Yeah. And after a while, years and years of doing that, I was like, I'm fucking leaving. Like I'm not, I'm not doing this. And yeah, they no ev- one needs that. Yeah, they eventually were like, okay, we'll give you a raise, we'll give you, because at that point, I only had one week vacation, and I didn't realize that. If I didn't take the week vacation, it doesn't roll over. So I lost my first year's week vacation. And uh, they didn't tell me. And I was pissed. Did they but pay you out? No, they didn't. Not not the first year. When I when I qu- what the when I quit when I quit on them though, they did pay me out out of my week that vacation. Be, that would make me fucking sour. But they did do that when I did quit. And, and there's I, no reward for not using it? No, not at all. I mean it's so 
some of the systems that like payroll people have just make no fucking sense. Yeah. If you have vacation in your business and you make more money when I'm here, give me an incentive to not use this fucking vacation yeah. time, then everyone wins. Yeah, exactly. Pay me money for work I didn't have to do and I'll be here for you every day. It's always about the money. It's win win. It's not they don't people it's unfortunate, but like like I said they before, they don't want to share that slice of yeah, the pie. Yeah, they don't. They, every business owner is about making money. They don't give a fuck. They'd rather you. piss you off and have you quit. Yeah, they would. I mean, it's just it makes no sense. But that's that's business, man, and I, that's why yeah. I work by myself. And I try to preach that to everybody that you know is in a slump or if you're not making a lot of money, but you're really good at what you do, dude. Just take the leap and try to do it on your own, on the side. Don't go super crazy. Just do it on the side a little bit. And fucking see how it goes. And then if it goes good, say fuck them and do it on your own and make triple the amount of money. But you got to have balls to take that leap, It too, does take balls. Where you're like, you know, I'm going to quit my job and have my own business. Yeah. It does take balls. And my fiance that I have now really pushed me to do it. I'm glad she did because it was the best decision I ever made in my life, dude. Like, doing... I doing, bet that was a big step. It was scary. I bet. It was very scary. I was young when I started my business. Like, I was 25. Holy shit, man. Which is which seems super young, but like I've grown. I feel like I'm fucking ten years older since I started my business. It's so weird. But like being able to just be like, I don't feel like fucking getting up at five thirty. I'm gonna start at eight today. <laughs> Cause I want to. Fuck it. Yeah, you're the boss. Yeah. I'm the fucking boss. I can do what I want. Like it's just so much better. And we have kids at home and it's just easier if they're sick or one needs to get picked up early. It's so much better. And obviously people some people and it's it seems like it's all fun and games. I do I do everything. I do all the bidding. I go and see jobs. I talk to all the clients. I deal with all the money. I do the taxes. I do the scheduling. I, I do all the work. I you know I do everything. Everything is on my own. I have nobody else. The only other person I have is an accountant, and he's a fucking dickhead, and I have to get a new one. <laughs> but um, and I actually might even try to do my own taxes, but like fully nowadays because it's just crazy. But like. It's it's all funny. It's, you know, there's weeks where I work 60 hours, 70 hours, and there's weeks where I work 30 hours. You know what I mean? And then in the wintertime, I can fucking work two days. I don't. I have enough money saved. Yeah, fuck it. I can, that, I can, I can take the whole. That used to be the normal way of life yeah, in this yeah. area. Was that and you it's busted crazy. your ass in the summer, and in the winter you kind of just hung out. Yeah, literally. And that's the I. And I want people, more people, to know this, dude. Like some people don't want. They just want to wake up, go to work. And have everything figured out for them. Just have a place to go every day, make money, go home. That's And then it's kind of like the school thing. You don't want to come home and do homework. Because I, I get home, I have to bid the jobs, I have to make phone calls, I have to do everything on the paper. You know, it's it's not like I just get home and do nothing. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not all fun and games. But in the grand scheme of things, it is better. You know what I mean? Much, much better. And I want people to know that. It's that not. is kind of a cool thing. It's a very seems like a very unique experience to make your own schedule. Yeah. It is very, it's good and it's scary because sometimes I'm just one guy and I don't advertise whatsoever because I don't want to get too ahead of myself because God forbid I get hurt and then I have two years ahead of myself and then I have to tell all these people. Oh yeah, I didn't think about you that. You know what I mean? Because a lot, because being a contractor, a lot of the time, some things I do a lot of special order stuff because I do decks and siding and windows that are different color you know so if i ordered this stuff 
and then it gets there and say I'm hurt or whatever or I can't get it there or I can't get it out of the warehouse um, you know I'm fucked <laughs> I, yeah. I'm pissing people off I have money that you know because a lot of time I'll front the material and then the day I start and it depends on the cost obviously but the day I start I'll take two thirds or whatever the bill is uh, up front the day I start and then the last third is you know upon completion but like say I was to get hurt or something were to happen and then I'm floating 10-15 grand that could fuck me up so I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I don't I also don't want to get too slow to where I don't have a job after so I, sometimes I'll order material for two or three jobs ahead and get it there if I know I'm going to be done in a week or three days or whatever depends on you know again it's not a rodeo it's 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 a lot, but at the end, once you get used to it, dude, life is weird, man. Like you can do whatever the fuck you want, and if once you work you, for, it. yeah, if you work for it, sure. But like, if you work for yourself, and you make, because I I charge a certain amount, and it's what I need to live and be what I want to be. You can do that if you want to. Like nobody's telling you you can't. Just go and do it. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Just go and do it. And like I said, do it on the side, whatever. But, yeah, construction's weird, man, because you get, you get people like me, contractors that are, they're good at what they do, but they don't work. So what they'll do is they'll just do the business side, and then they'll hire subcontractors. So somebody else who has a business. Oh, that's what you would do if you got hurt, right? Maybe. Would you reach out to a contractor and have him finish the job? Yeah, maybe, but... If you were in a pinch, but you had to. If I had to, maybe. But, like, I don't want to do that because mine it's my name on a project and I want it done a certain way. Yeah, of course, but I mean, like, say, God forbid something God happened. forbid, yeah. But, like, peop- that, but people will run their entire business like that. Like, like say I was one of those people. That's so, weird. So I have a business. I have King's Construction. That's my business. And Hell say yeah, I don't work. All I do is... Somebody calls me, they know my name, they call me, I bid the job, I hire somebody else to do the job for less than what I bid, they do the job, I get all the money, and then I pay the guy who did it, and then I keep like 15% of the money, but I did nothing. That's how a lot of contractors will do or what you they answered do. the phone. Yeah, I answered the phone. And called another guy. Yeah, I answered the phone. I got up at nine, made breakfast, um, yelled at the old lady, and uh, she doesn't work because I make so much money from doing nothing. <laughs> the kids go off to daycare because I. The kids fucking hate yeah. you. All right. Yeah, <laughs> we stay home all day, but we send the kids off because we hate our kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but that's what most contractors do. Dude. It's cra- It's a crazy world. And once they you have f- the best AC, don't they? Yeah, they do. In the house, in the in the truck, they always have like the hundred thousand dollar truck. They go. Yeah, always. They don't get out. They run, they yell at you from the truck, and they always have a, a phone somewhere. Always on the phone. It's always calling. They're like, "Okay, honey, I'm gonna get off the phone. I'm gonna talk to somebody." They're always trying to talk their wife into not divorcing yeah. them, <laughs> and that this is the last time that something will happen. Yeah, life is crazy, dude. Once you realize all this stuff, and you start realizing that you are, I mean, you are literally a slave to who you work for. You know, you don't need to work for twenty dollars an hour if you're if you're really good at what you're doing, you're passionate about it, and you want to be the best. Well, a lot of people don't have anything that they're good yeah, at, and exactly. don't have that anything really that they're passionate. Yeah. So it's about. not for everybody, but like, 
if even for cooking, like if you want to be the best at something and you're really passionate about it, just try it out, dude. Just try it out. There was a time in my life where I think I could have been convinced to take like a a job where I had to work in a restaurant, but that I had to like go to and yeah. live at. Yeah, I know. I think people. like if you're going to commit to something, it's probably best, like you're saying, is to like take that leap where you're like, fuck it. What's the worst that can yeah. happen? Like, I just have to get a job after. Yeah, literally. You know, if it doesn't work out, I'll just and get another dude, job. Nowadays, you can slap your boss and then come back a week later and he'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll get, because they're so fucking, they need people to work for them. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's so eager to have employees. Everywhere is hiring, dude. Everywhere. Dude, I have people calling, Facebooking, emailing, texting constantly for me to work for them or subcontract for them. And I always tell them no. But constantly. Because Do you they, ever bait the hook on any of that? You I, ever go so like, yeah, I'll do it for I have this. once. I did once. And, uh, and the only reason why I said yes to him, I said no to him four or five times beforehand. But he caught me right in the middle of wintertime. And uh, he wanted me to do a new construction siding. And I was like, eh. It's a bad time of year for that, huh? No. So he, he contacted me in my slow season, which I am slow on purpose. But I mean, I, doing siding in January well, sounds it, like it blows. No, it started in uh, springtime. Oh, okay. So he, but he caught me early in the wintertime where I was slow and I didn't do a lot. Because like, I want to be slow during the wintertime. I slow was like four days a week most of the time. Most of the time I'm working full weeks, but I work three, four week, four days a week pretty often, dude. And I'm totally fine with it because I plow. I bought a snowmobile. I fucking snowmobile all day long. I'm, yeah, I'm in dude. heaven, dude, Hell in the wintertime. But he called me early when I wasn't so busy. And he was like, yo, can you do this? Can you fit this in? I have nobody to do it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. He, he was paying me a good wage, and I want to get my name out. It was like my first new construction house siding on my own. And uh, it was a shit show. I did basically everything myself. He had no idea what he was doing. Bunch of false promises. Um, and I don't know if it was his fault, per se. I think he was... Uh, he's just a busy dude, I'm sure. He was a nice guy. He was super nice. And uh, But it is what it is. But, like... I will probably never do it again because it was not very fun. Because it's like I, I do things a certain way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So once I once I put somebody back into the mix again, like I used to work for somebody else, it went to shit. It was like instant, like the day I started. I was like, okay, now I see why I work for myself. <laughs> well, way better. I, I've never worked construction, but it seems to be like a field where you can run into people who are really good. Yeah. And you can run into people that you just have no fucking idea yeah. how to have this as Dude. a job. And it is so crazy because it's not it's it's such a weird thing because you in Maine you don't need a license to be a contractor. Um, oh no shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I say like cuz I've been saying this to a lot of people now cuz a lot of out of staters move from Mass, Connecticut, New York, and all those places you need a, a license to be a contractor, to build mm -hmm. a house, to do anything you need a license. So, like, only plumbers and electricians and people like that need a license in Maine. Um, so, you get... And this is another reason why I started my business, dude. Because, like, I once I started doing things on the side on weekends, I was getting calls to fix things or take over projects from people. And one day, 
I, I came to a house and the guy was leaving as I was showing up. Mind you, I'm 25 years old, 24 at the time probably. And I'm rolling in with a brand new truck, Milwaukee tools. Fuck yeah, Milwaukee. I'm a Milwaukee dude. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's walking out, middle-aged dude, shitty truck. You know, he had mixed tools. They're all old. And I'm like, this motherfucker has a business, dude. What the fuck am I doing? If this dude can do it, I can fucking do it. And that was that was like, okay, I'm going to do it. But in Maine, dude, you get so many people. You just need a tool belt and a tape measure and some tools, and you can literally do small projects and fuck everything up <laughs> and still get paid because people just don't know what they're looking at. You know what I mean? Like, you can... You can do something that looks good, but it is not safe, not to code, it's very unsafe, and people just don't know. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate, and I feel bad for people that do do that, because I, like 90% of the time, I get phone calls, it's to fix other people's stuff, which sucks. So That does suck. But it's... You know, yeah, it's one of those things, like, if I had a house built, dude, I'm telling you, I have no fucking idea what's yeah. going on. No, it's like, crazy. I think maybe if I watched a building being built, I could get an idea of kind of what was going on. If I saw it again and yeah. I saw there were certain parts missing, maybe something like that. But, dude, if I was having a house built and I went in there and looked every day, I wouldn't be able to tell, like, that doesn't look right. Yeah. Well, dude, building in If New everything England. was, like, just square, I'd be like, all right. Yeah. Which, there it is. Dude. You build houses nowadays, and I do. So I'm, I'm an exterior remodeler. I'm, prof- I'm a professional exterior remodeler. That's my forte. That's what I love to do. But I do a bunch of other shit. I used to frame the finish, so I would do. I would even do the concrete sometimes. So I would literally frame the house Damn. all the way up to the roof, everything except for plumbing and electrical. Anything you need a license for, I wouldn't do because legally I wasn't supposed to. Um, but. There are so many moving parts in a house. It is insane. Like, yeah, it seems like a great, a great thing to like that someone knows how to do. Yeah, it is a very crazy thing to know everything, and it takes a very you know talented person to do all of it the right way. But you build a brick. Just incredibly hard thing yeah. to know how to do. It is, and it's not. You know, it's just like anything. You do it enough, you get good at it. Yeah, but, but like, I mean, say, you know, the internet went out tonight. And tomorrow morning, everyone had to get together and yeah. figure out how to build a house again. I'd be useful, at least. <laughs> you would be the fucking king. Yeah. Kings, maybe. That's but right. The, the, uh, but, like, that's not no, that's no small thing, either. Yeah. Like, you can forget how to do that shit. Like, the pyramids. Someone built that, Insane. and we don't know how to do that. Aliens, Even right? with all the technology <laughs> we have now. I know. We, it's we super couldn't crazy. do that again. No, definitely not. And not with the precision that they had. Maybe with AI's help, we could figure that out. Yeah. But, dude, this stuff can be forgotten. It's a great thing that you know something straight all the way through. Yeah. Like, you know the way. The way. Because, like, people live and don't, like, you need that knowledge to exist in civilization because if someone doesn't learn how to do that and everyone forgets how to do it we'll be living in fucking huts yeah yeah it's true it's like imagine having to like relearn how to do that yeah fuck because i'm telling you 99 percent of people don't know how to do that no they don't and it's it's I, I don't know i say it's not hard but it's probably 
because I know everything. But like, I could. T- I'm a good teacher, so I could teach just about anybody. You know what I mean? But yeah, I I get what you're saying. I don't. Dude, it's like knowing how to make it rain. You're creating a safe, livable shelter yeah. for someone to live in. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. So it's in Maine. Up. In Maine, if you don't have a yeah. efficient house to heat. Yeah. It's either going to cost you a bunch of money or, you know, it wasn't that long ago that if you had a bad house, like, you could die in the winter. Yeah, literally. I mean, people still die. It wasn't that long ago. You know what's crazy? That, that now that you, you get the top, you know, this topic that we're talking about. The So, like, cooking, builders, you got, you know, plumbers, electricians, you know, all the trades that I deal with. And then you got, like, farmers, you got butchers. You, you those people to me should be the most paid people dude if the world were to go to shit or the internet dude just the internet going out and no communication dude sit it would collapse in a day if people I love, knew i love the hypothetical of saying the internet went if the internet dude just there. because dude even us and younger generations under us yeah. So, like, anyone who was born after 2000, basically... Grew up with it. The way that they, like, have the knowledge, like, in a phone or in a computer, it's like an external brain. Yeah. Where you get a question, you get an input, you get something you don't know how to do, and you tap into your external brain and get the truth yeah. on tap well, right away. <laughs> Not always. Well, that's the perception when you're a yeah. kid. True. If you Google what's two plus two, it'll say four. Well, you never and then know if you didn't know how to do that, you can have a computer tell you. Yeah. So why, like a phone number? Yep. No one knows phone numbers anymore. No, fuck Because no. you don't have to anymore. So then you get used to being like, well, I have a contact thing in my phone. Yeah. Well, say the internet goes out. And say phone still worked. Who are you going to call? Yeah. Phones would even work. You know though. what I mean? Like, say your phone turned off. But if you had a landline, yeah. you could still make a phone call. Yep. Like, you know, the old the phone wires that yeah. run. Oh, That's yeah. fine. Dude, I wouldn't be able to call anything except for 911. Yeah. I don't know. I'd call my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I got, and you know, so there's, it's a great hypothetical because the younger generations, it's like an external brain that they think through. Yeah. And, you know, if something were to happen, like a meteor hit the earth, and electricity and internet and all that stuff was gone. Dude, even if it didn't kill like a significant amount of the population, but it just took that out for like yeah. a decade, I don't know if we could redo it. If you had to recreate internet and Wi-Fi. I would have no idea. I think mo- as time goes on, like you were saying, like there's probably less farmers now than there was like 50 years ago yeah i i I forgot the statistics of it because i've obviously dove into it a little bit because i'm i'm weird i like to know things i'm very knowledge is power yeah it is but you know internet at the same time but like yeah like you said i feel you bring up a good point because you say if they didn't have internet you know they wouldn't know what to do you, you literally have to go through the paces of learning it on your own doing rights and wrongs and figuring it out on your own which is well crazy and there are some think. things that exist that are so complicated if you didn't have help yeah you would never it out, know. you would never yeah. put it together never on your fucking own. Know. 
Um, it is a bunch. There's a lot of technology that we have now that's just like, I don't know how anyone pulled it off. But yeah. if I had the rest of my life to try to figure it out, I guarantee you, I wouldn't be able to pull that off. Yeah, literally, just, even this technology we're literally just on. about to say that. Just so a this microphone. microphone that I'm speaking <laughs> into, I can say something out loud with this thing near my mouth. And in this little SD card inside this device, I can put it in any reader and replay the sound of my voice. Insane, if you think about it. And I can travel with that memory, and I can plug it into a different computer that's never interacted with that file before, yeah. and press play and hear my voice. And it's it's such a... Dude. I'd never figure that out. Yeah. It's crazy. Even the wire that's in this microphone, I don't know if I'd be able to figure <laughs> out. How do you, but, dude, that's the thing. Like... There's certain trades, though, like building yeah. a house, being an electrician, being yeah. a farmer, being a butcher. This is has to be taught to you to know how to do. Yeah. And if people stop doing it, and then the older generation that knows how to do it dies, no one remembers yeah. how to do no it. No one would. Dude. And you think with the internet, you'd just be able to be like, oh, well, you know, how do you make this? Yeah. And then you just get the full fucking, that's not how it works. Yeah, it's and crazy. it's something simple as like making shoes. In Maine, yeah. we used to make a ton of fucking I, dude, shoes. Dude, I put dude. windows in the New Balance up in Skowhegan. Hell yeah. It was super crazy. But yeah, I know. Shoe building in Maine used to be a huge trade. Huge. Huge. It still is A pretty lot big. of people were employed in the state of Maine, and their job was to make shoes from fucking scratch. Yeah. And if you think you know how to make something, you fucking don't. Because look at your shoes and try to figure out how to make those angles come together and work. Yeah, insane. It's something someone has to teach you how to do. It's and making it from leather and wood yes. and thread and a button and a sewing machine, yeah. no fucking chance you're f putting that together. Someone has to teach you how to do it. Yeah. And in Maine, there's a company in Farmington called Origin mm -hmm. that yep. makes boots in Maine. Mm -hmm. And they got... A couple guys, when they first started, that were very old, and I think one of them has since passed, yeah. that still knew how to do it. And from those two or three guys, they taught out what the company is now for their ability to make boots. Yeah. Those couple guys trained everyone and showed people how to do it. There's enough people right now in Farmington, Maine, that if you spread them out over the state, you could get the entire state making shoes again. Yeah. The knowledge has returned, but yes. we were a decade away of inaction from losing the memory of how to do that. You would have to go get someone from somewhere else yeah. to come in here and show people how to do it, even though if you rolled back the calendar 15 years, or no, not 50, 25 <laughs> years, Jesus 15 Christ, years. You know, <laughs> 25 years in the early 90s, in the late 80s, in the 70s. You could find, you could bump into someone at this fucking grocery store and ask them how to make shoes and yeah. they could tell you. Yeah, I know. It's Dude. something that can be forgotten, and once it's gone, it's not so easy to get back, especially yeah. if that unique way of doing it is lost. It's just gone. Yeah. You know, if if it was up to me and my buddies to build a house, and then we had to teach everyone else in the world how to build a house, shit would be fucked up. Yeah. It wouldn't work. You wouldn't have a building over one story tall, <laughs> for fucking sure. That's the thing, though, dude, like... As simple is like you're saying, as simple as a shoe, okay? So say, and this is what I say about everything. There is more to everything than people think. Everything you think, there is so much more to it. Like just a shoe, okay? Just making the shoe 
is not where the shoe began. Mm-mm. Not if it's a real shoe. So, like, just how did they get the material? How did they, how did they, how did they make it? How did they cut the material? How did they ship it? How did I mean, if it's a leather talk shoe, talk about a, t- a disappearing trade is a tanner. Yeah, a tanner. I mean, it's like a, like a real leather shoe. You need a damn farmer to have a leather shoe. So you exactly. you need to be a farmer. You need to be a butcher. You need to have dirt to have yeah. a leather shoe. So like, just you need to be good soil. Exactly. Just to be a shoemaker isn't isn't all the the pieces to the puzzle. You need to like it's just crazy, man. I don't Well, let's we'll talk that out. It's to just, make a pair of shoes, you need good soil. You need to grow crops. You need to harvest the crops yeah. successfully. You need to be able to store it and transport it to a farm where there's cattle. Yes. Then you got to feed that cattle on that and hope that it's not sick yes, or has mold exactly. in it or has bacteria in it. And you've got to be able to give birth to a cow and raise a cow to maturity with the right amount of food, yeah. with the right amount of medicine, with the right amount of this and this and care and getting them out in the field and taking them out. It's fucking snowing, whatever. Then that animal gets slaughtered. Now you need to get some guy who knows how to cut the skin off. Yep. Then you've got to get another guy who knows how to turn the skin into something that's hard and will last out in the woods. Mm-hmm. Then you've got to get another guy who knows how to make that big sheet of animal skin into a shoe. And then you get to go to fucking the mall <laughs> and buy a pair of shoes and be like, oh, these are sick. Yeah. Insane. And then, like, distributors, and there's just so much. And then just, like, just the laces alone. You got to make the, I mean, you know. And in between all of those steps, someone has to be paid to put it on a truck and drive it yeah, somewhere. exactly. That's, and, and that's why. That's the blood that keeps that whole animal alive. Yeah. And like you guys were saying on your last podcast about having things shipped overseas, you know, it's all about the money, you know, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I am very well versed, actually, in the story yeah. of what happened here in Maine, and I think I went over it a little bit in the last episode of the podcast. Yeah, you did. But in the 1990s, with the free trade agreement, we basically told foreign companies that they're allowed to compete with American companies in the way of, you know, a tariff. So a tariff is something that, if in America, say, a pair of shoes cost ten bucks to make, and you make a pair in China for ten cents. When you bring it into a port as a designated item for sale in the country, you would have to pay a tariff, which is an artificial fee that brings the cost of your product up to the American equivalent. Yes. So say you make shoes in Vietnam for 10 cents, but a pair of shoes to be made in America costs 10 bucks. Yeah. When you get that 10 cent shoe on a boat and send it to a port in America, they go, how many shoes do you have? And then they charge you nine dollars and ninety cents per pair of shoes and then they go okay now you can go sell them and pay pay us a sales tax yeah and pay us all these other taxes so companies would never do that because foreign products if they cost the same as american were always inferior yeah so it gave an opportunity to american businesses to make everything which is what we should be fucking doing it's so and in the 1990s bill clinton signed the free trade agreement which ended all tariffs for all products and overnight every mill in maine basically yep. shut down yes 
because they could make the same product in China for one one millionth of the cost. Yes. And, then, and they all did it. Yeah. There wasn't some companies that were greedy. There wasn't some companies that held on. Everyone left. Yeah, and I, the reason why I say that is because I used to work in the mills. Because I, I would do all the historical windows. And I'd run the crews and s- install on the windows. And, uh, you know, they're all becoming fucking housing. Which Yeah, they're all apartments now. Which is great because, they're you know, they're, su- they're really cool buildings. When you're actually in them, they're super cool. A lot of them are super cool. It's great that they've been pretty Yeah, they, you know, they're, at least they're using them. You know, the historical, it's very, it's it's cool. But it's, it's unfortunate at the same time because they could also just be places for jobs. Exactly. Beca- be, you know, that is revenue, that is jobs, that is food on the table and money in people's pockets for businesses that are in the state of Maine. Mm-hmm. That's what I wish would happen. But obviously it's never, probably never going to happen again unless something like the internet going out happens. Well, but. so I think I think it can happen. I think people are becoming yeah. more and more aware of it all the time. I feel like there's been real momentum building in the United States and COVID threw gas on it to make shit here. Yeah. And realize how important it is to make stuff here. And so far, we're actually in the last couple of years there's been a lot of companies that are leaving china and coming back to the united states yeah i don't know i don't know a whole lot about it unfortunately that that it, i i it. believe that's what the statistics would show is that yeah. there's been an increase in businesses and manufacturing and new products that were used to be like foreign reliant that are build, being built here yeah like origin main i was talking about early earlier this company Everything they make is from America. So yep. when they make their boots, the laces are made in America, the buttons are made in America, the stitching is made in America, the sole is like everything is made in America. The leather is American leather. Yeah. Everything's the entire supply chain is in America. Yep. Well, they got kind of ridiculed and bullied for like having such exorbitant costs for their product because. You know, to keep it in America was pretty expensive. But then COVID hit. And these motherfuckers ran the table. Yeah. Because nothing stopped for them. Because everything was still here. Yeah. So when COVID stopped, they stopped sending ships of companies. And if you're a company that was relying on importing goods from China and working on them and selling them, you were fucked. That's true. I didn't think about that. You were fucked. And these motherfuckers ran the table. They are huge now. Yeah. Yeah, I they're gonna rival like Nike and Under Armour and yeah. shit, and it's gonna be all made in America. I almost bought boots from them. I buy. You should. I you buy. Should. I buy thoroughbred nice. boots, which are USA made still. Um, but I like thoroughbred because they look better. I don't. I, the their boots are they just they look more like casual than work boots, from what I've seen. That's why mm. I didn't buy their boots. But maybe I will. Maybe the next boot I will. I don't know. But yeah, I try to buy American made. And They're I, cool, dude. You can get a fucking like bison skin boot. Freaking right, dude. Yeah, I try to support local business. Like I said, I buy from farms. I fucking support local business. If I have a friend that is starting a business or fuck your podcast, like I said, I just try to support him, dude. It's, yeah, dude, I really appreciate it. It's just it's like, really cool. I wish more people were um, more like trying to be in tune with the local place. Exactly. It's more important, dude. Like getting away from commercial stuff. Yeah. The, the shit on the internet, okay, God forbid the internet goes out, the shit on the internet is gone. You know, 
The shit in China, the shit, dude, the shit in fucking Portland is not important if you live 40 minutes away, okay? Mm-hmm. Dude, the people around you is what matters. That's, that's, truly, that's all that matters. The people in your fucking household and the people in your neighborhood, th- them doing good will make you do good, okay? That's yeah. what, that's what is most important. And that's why Main Street is important, Hell brother. Yeah, but like, you know, I, 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 I've also thought about leaving Maine. I don't think I ever, I don't think I'll ever leave Maine, dude. I really don't. I left for a little bit. Yeah, I, I lived remember in you Connecticut that. for a little bit. How was that? Let's get into that. Uh, it's not better. How long did you it's live there? Not better. Uh, like almost a year, like eight oh, months no, it's or not something. Too long. No, but it was. Uh, the culture is a lot different there. Yeah. Uh, I used to work. I had a job. I was working in a, a anodizing uh, place where we would take, we made, it was kind of a cool job, but I worked in fucking Bridgeport, Connecticut. No idea in, what that is. It's a fucking, it's a city in Connecticut that is like notorious for being crime ridden okay. and a lot of poverty and yeah. like, kind of like what you would think of like Baltimore. Yeah, but at like a smaller scale, it's a dangerous place. There's a lot of violent crime there. It's a scary place. And dude, I was working deep. Dude, I had to drive through this fucking neighborhood. That was like a ghetto. It was so scary, dude. There was broken glass on the sides of the road always, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Because if you parked a car on the side of the street, eventually someone would come and smash your dude, window. I kn- dude, I was driving one time, and on the side of the road there was just a boat. On the ground <laughs> with no trailer. And it ta- spray painted on the side of it in spray paint said, yeah. no hope. I swear to God, <laughs> I would drive past this boat every day on my way to work. I lived in this super rich part of uh, Connecticut. Yeah. And I would commute into like the poorest part of Connecticut yep. to work. Because I worked a blue collar job. I was working. Yeah. Uh, we, were, we would take uh, these really expensive pocket knives. And we would anodize them so they would, like, last forever. Yep. And in that process, you have to, like, put it in liquid and electrocute it and then sandblast it after. And yeah. It's blue-collar work, and I was doing that. And, dude, it was scary. I never wanted to stop my car. I would, like, never stop at any of those stop yeah. signs. I was always rolling through. It was fucking scary. Yeah, fuck the city, dude. Broken glass everywhere. I used to work, like I said, I worked in the mills a lot when I was younger. So, like, a lot of the mills, a lot of those towns are dead. You know what I mean? Because all the businesses have left. You know, if you don't have yeah. big places for work, you don't There's have people living there. places in Maine you can go where it's just dreadful. Yeah, it's dead. You know, it's very unfortunate. And it's, it's, not, all, it's not all the towns. We did a lot of mills in, like, Biddeford and Saco and stuff like that. And those towns they are dead. Had a, they had a dark age. They did. They're starting to get out of that now, but, yeah. but they we definitely had a dark age. We would go to, like... we. The worst one we did was Lowell, Mass. We did the I did the windows in Lowell, Mass, dude. That place Jesus was a Christ. Shit. Yeah, it was scary, bud. That's hell on earth, dude. The, one day we had talk about mass holes, yeah, dude. Not even I got pulled over like a million times over there. <laughs> like it was because they thought your truck was stolen, dude. No, because I because I was. Just I don't know. He just wanted to pull me over. I was dry, dude. I drove a little shitty white Colorado with a black cap. It looked like a fucking drug dealer's truck. I'm sure. 
But they would pull me over, give me a ticket, and I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? I don't live around here. Like, I don't know what's you going on. You had main plates, right? Yeah, I had main plates. And he would still, he gave me like three or four tickets when I, the whole duration. We worked there for almost two years. But Damn. one day we, <laughs> there's always. For speeding? No. Uh, one, one of the times I I turned right, it was a four-way stop. Yeah. It was one red, one yellow. And I didn't stop enough at the yellow light, he said. And he gave me a fucking ticket. <laughs> and the the wor- the worst part was my boss was behind me. What he, the fuck? You didn't stop enough? Yeah, that's what he said. He was like, "That's you supposed to stop all the way, dude." And I was like, "Where the fuck were you? I don't even <laughs> see where you were. Like, I did, you clearly did so not stop." With binoculars from yeah. a parking lot. He like he must because I went because I was the only one at the four way, and I was like, "Huh, okay, I'll go." I turned and then yeah, of whoa. course, there's no one there. No one has to come to a full stop yeah. and do three Mississippi before you can drive through an empty fucking. Literally, the first thing I thought was, "Where the fuck were you, dude? You clearly drove straight through that four <laughs> intersection to pull me over." <laughs> But yeah, we we had uh, there was always drug addicts walking down the roads, and there was we we would go because we can't park. So the the mill we were on literally was on its own island. There was water on either side of the mill, so it was like a a fork in the river, I guess I would say. And there was a bridge to get on to the where the mill was. So we had to park off street because there wasn't a lot of parking where the mill was. So that was sketchy. You couldn't leave anything in your truck, dude. Nothing in your dude. A lunchbox? Forget it. Your your food is stolen. They would break into. They would break into your shit if they see a nice lunchbox full of food. That stuff worries me all the time. But like one day we we were eating lunch and this woman was walking down the road all cracked out, and uh, she's just like kind of because there's cars parked on both sides of the road, so the road's kind of thin, and she's in the middle of the road essentially, not on the crosswalk. And a cat runs out in the middle of the road, gets run over. Yikes. A black cat gets Yikes. run over. We all see it. <laughs> Damn. Not a very good sight. And one of my coworkers ends up picking it up. Floppy, dead, nasty cat Man. near this crackhead lady screaming at him. All It was like, get me the fuck out of this place, dude. Yeah. Why? Why am I here? But we finally finished that place, and that was even one. Of, that was one of the worst ones we did. We did another one in Mass. That was there was a playground across the river, and you could see like crackheads shooting up, and some of them were young kids, and it was sad. Like you'd see them shoot up, and they would walk like zombies, dude, every single day. It was sad, and it was at a playground for kids, and you would just see it every day. Where's that cop? The cop's busy giving well, you a was, fucking ticket. <laughs> that was in Mass, but it was in. I don't remember where that one was. Where are the cops, dude? People are doing drugs in the open. Dude, they don't give a fuck about people doing... Who, what are they going to get money out of the drug addicts? No, it's going to cost the ta- tax dollars. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's Yeah, a, but you got to enforce the law. They're not allowed to do that. Yeah, but... If dude, you arrest them and send them to jail, maybe that'll give them a wake-up call so they can get out of that. No, never. Dude, the... the Man, you just weird. let them do drugs in the park in front of yeah, kids? They fuck. Would. Not once did I see a police officer there. Uh, I could almost get green... I could almost green light someone... Someone's <laughs> fucking getting in there and cleaning those guys out. We, uh, I went to California last year, and that was weird. That was very weird. Because I've never been to California. You ever been to California? No, no. I've never been out west. I went to go see my friend Kona, Kona Cronin, and, uh, he's lived out there for a while now, so he's kind of used to it. He wants to move back to New England, but 
I had never been out there. And he picked me up from the airport, and we landed in um, San Francisco. And you walk out, and you're like, the biggest airport I've ever been in. And you walk out, and it's crackhead tent city outside the fucking airport, dude. Crazy. It is like a Whoa. it is like an apocalypse fucking town. He says it's not always that bad, but it is most of the time. You go any. Dad, think about that. Having to say that it's crazy. Think about seeing what you saw and then saying that. Yeah, we we would go uh, down. It's not normally. You this go bad. down the road and there's just tent cities and people's properties on the street. There's just trash everywhere. It's crazy. And we we ended up going to this festival. It was a food truck festival before we went to his house because it was an hour drive from his house to the airport. And uh, mind you, I have two bags. I have one backpack and a suitcase that I brought. I didn't. It was only me who came. It was uh, for seven days. And uh, I just close the door. I get out, and he's like, uh, "You're gonna want to put those in the trunk because somebody will break my windows, and I don't want to pay for broken windows." And I was like, "For a backpack, dude?" He's like, "He's like, and Connor's a joking dude. Like, he's he's a you know Connor's." He fucks with everybody. And he was being serious. I thought he was kidding at first. Because we live in fucking Maine, dude. You, you hear somebody steal a car. It's like worldwide news. Somebody steals yeah, a car like in Maine. it's the biggest crime to yeah. happen in a decade if someone steals someone's car. But, like, dude, over there, people will just break into your car, broad daylight, open the bag, look what's in it, and walk off. And nothing will happen to him. And he was no shit. That's what would happen. Dude, and that's modern day California. I heard that in San Francisco, it's not illegal to shoplift if it's under a hundred dollars. Yes, that is very true. And I will tell you stories about that. If it's as under a well. hundred dollars, that means it's you can just walk. I into think it's nine hundred dollars. Is what I've heard. Nine hundred. Yeah, but like so you can take a TV. Yeah, easily. You can take. You as many can walk out, and it's not even illegal. Yes. So what well, do they do? it's it's illegal, but they the police and the prosecutors won't prosecute you. So as long as the place doesn't have private security, you can just take whatever you want and leave. Essentially, yes. How is that the law Dude, of the, the land? You, That's insane. You, you can't go, have a civilization yeah, like crazy. that. Dude. You That's go into crazy. any store and everything's locked up. It is fucking weird. Oh, dude, there was a couple places in Connecticut that were kind of like that. That's like you had to, like, ask for a guy to unlock a thing to get, like, deodorant. It's It's becoming more popular in cities, unfortunately. But, like, we we went to the mall because Connor was – we had been drinking a little bit. Mm. And he ended up – he had his hat on the back of – like, his hat was turned around. And his sunglasses – His hat on backwards. His hat on backwards, dude. And his sunglasses were on his hat, and he didn't realize it. So he took the brim, and he flicked his hat to hit a bug, and he rocketed his $300 sunglasses and broke them. So we had to go to the mall and get some sunglasses. And uh, we went to the trip to the mall in uh, California. I don't know what part of California it was, but we were going through Kohl's, I think. Like, you go, you know, you like the main mall, you go through a store to walk into the main my mall. We did, we essentially did that, and uh, I physically watch a woman stealing clothes and stuffing stuff in her bra. And uh, I was like, "Yo, she just fucking stole stuff." And he was like, "Yo, don't look at her. Don't make a scene. Don't make a scene, dude. Just just keep walking." And she literally looked at because I looked at her a couple times, and uh, she's like, "What the fuck you looking at?" And I was like, okay, I guess this is normal right here. And, you, dude, you go to any store, and just about every store you walk into, if you watch people, somebody is stealing. It is the weirdest thing ever. 
Wow, that's like Sodom and Gomorrah, dude. Yeah, it sucks. And I was, I was kind of, I was just like, like you said, it was a culture shock. I had no idea yeah, that that's was how people were living, and that's what made me really be like, yeah, we're we'll living. Can you made. imagine stealing something? I mean, I've stolen stupid stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, when you're a kid, but like, as like you mean right now, yeah, an adult. Like these people are older than me. Going into like the Big Apple and grabbing like something out of the thing and just walking out. Yeah, just out. walking out. And the employees can't do anything. They won't. I mean, they don't get paid enough to do. I anything. mean, just fucking pay for it. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, what do you need to? Like, stealing is wrong. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Dude. It's not good. I mean, this is stuff. You can't allow people to do immoral acts. Life you is have wild. to you have to like protect them. Yeah. Dude, life is wild. It's and it's so it's so weird going to, even just I mean, this is America, dude. And I went to just California. I mean, granted it's on the other side of fucking America, so it's quite the difference, but it's like I'd rather live in Maine. It's so much better here. Yeah, uh yeah. That was my experience from being in Connecticut is that the only thing I do miss is that shit was open all the time. Yeah, that's true. Well, like, except for liquor stores. Yeah. They close early. Yeah, but I'm I'm not a big drinker. Yeah. I, I never really gave a fuck about... The, like, in Connecticut, if you don't know, you can't buy liquor at anywhere that isn't a designated liquor store. Yep. yep. So, like, you can't go to the grocery store, you can't go to the gas station, you can't go to these places. Yep. You can't buy that stuff. You have to go to a liquor store, yep. and they have a regulated time that they're allowed to be open on certain days of the week and shit yeah. like that. But, you know, restaurants would be open till midnight regularly, yeah. and then there was, like, a ton of places that were just always open and year-round. And coming back to Maine, it's like, damn, it's 8 o'clock? And there isn't a place open that serves food in Naples. Yeah, fucking Applebee's. And it's July. <laughs> it's July 4th, and at 9 p.m. there isn't an open restaurant in town. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I mean, the bars close at like 10. It's just so strange. Everyone's got a bedtime. Yeah, I know. From, that was the only thing about Connecticut that I liked is that, like, because I'm up later. Yeah. Usually. I don't. I, I do. I go to bed at, like, 9.30. I've always worked better with, uh, like, second shift. I could like never getting to getting to work like around noon time or after, yeah. and working until like eight, nine, ten, eleven, and coming home and chilling. Yeah, I've never had a job like that. I never, I don't ever want to have a job that's night shift. Fuck that. Well, it's not really night shift. So you're just second shift. Yeah. yeah. So like later. Second in the shift. Day. So yeah. you're not like awake you. all night, but I don't know. I always like that. The idea of forcing myself to wake up every morning. Just like starting my day with an alarm, yeah, really, I think does something to you, or maybe it's just because I have like PTSD or some shit. But like being shocked awake <laughs> literally ruins my entire fucking day. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just like too finicky about that shit. But like, yeah. and having to like scramble to find where my phone is to turn it off. Yeah. And that's what my, like, first experience of the day is, is, like, panicking in the dark. I don't know. I can't do it. It's Every job that I've ever had to wake up early for, especially in the wintertime when it's still fucking dark, Yeah. I can't do it, dude. It kills my soul. Yeah, when you have four hours of daylight in the wintertime. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing about working second shift, dude, is in the winter, you get to have, like, the sunrise yeah, and all true. the sun then go to work. That's true. I. It's funny because when I was... When I was uh, working for somebody else, I would, I didn't work 
you know, super long hours, but like I would wake up fairly early. But I find that if I wake up at like 530, I, for, for whatever reason, my mood for the day is better than if I were to sleep in like till like five or not five, like 730. Say it's up until 730 instead of 530. My, for whatever reason, my mood is better than if I were to sleep in later. Which is I don't I don't know if that, I don't know if it's just me, but if I wake up earlier, I feel more energized and better. It's just me, you know what I mean. Everybody's different, I guess. Yeah, I think I just do better with having my free time in the morning. Yeah, because like true. if you work early, you're waking up then going to work. Yeah. Whereas opposed to working in the afternoon, you're waking up, and then that's with your free time of the day is until you go to work, and then when you get home from work, you like go basically straight to bed. Yeah. And I yes. just prefer having the free time before because, like, after work, I n- normally never do shit. But, like, I'll go and bang shit out before work routinely. So I think it just works better for me. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a routine, I guess that's yeah. right. Yeah, because I have my own routine, too. I have Plus, nothing's fucking open if you work first shift. If you work first shift, when you get out of work, you're not going to the doctors. Yeah, that's true. You're not going to the fucking post office. Very true. You're not going fucking anywhere that has the fucking first shift yeah. hours. You can't go to the Because bank. when you're out of work, they're out of work. You can't yeah. go to the bank. You can't go fucking anywhere. That drives me nuts. Fucking bank Working second shift, I can go to all these first shift yeah. workers and get all these sh- all this shit done. That's true. There is a lot of upside to second shift, but it's not for everybody because yeah. stand up late, some people just don't like this and i can get that yeah this is why i like podcasts you get different perspectives you know what i mean even for people the two two guys two white straight males yeah same age cisgendered white males yes cisgender what worse yeah you're cis male you're (laughs) cis male dude i do not identify as a cis male so do not call me that oh oh my bad dude i'm sorry i don't even know what that is don't cancel me but uh yeah, we're, we're essentially the same person. We're white, we're male, we're the same yeah. fucking age. We live in Maine. Yeah. But we have completely different lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And they both work. I think so. It's just weird. It's. I, th- I think talking like this is a good thing, though. Yeah, it's good I exposure. Miss this. I miss yeah. this. Because I used to do this with people all the time. You just fucking shoot the shit. Yeah. You don't do it anymore. You fucking grow up. Everybody moves away. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the thing, too, is that um, people kind of, like, I guess at our age, we're starting to get the taste of, like, you can, like, grow away from people, like, super unintentionally, and then it becomes, like, very awkward to, like, rekindle a relationship. Easily, dude. I know that I have a few it was it, it like never used to be a thing like being young you always just had like people around you yeah. but then yeah, school. when you take like your next step into your own life you're generally on your own yep. and then you got to be able to like turn around and like rekindle the relationships of the people who like you know didn't turn out to be shitheads yeah yeah, it's hard, dude, because everybody's It is hard to life. make first contact. Sometimes yeah. it can be incredibly awkward. And yeah, we're all busy. And that's, like, been a side benefit for me of this podcast is that I've been able to sit down with my friends and no phones, no distractions, no bullshit, yeah. just talking Feels good. for a while. Feels fucking and good. you can hit a lot of different things that, like, are almost things that you only talk about to yourself. Yeah, true. And, you, like, you have to keep talking and, like, walking deeper into your mind to find stuff that like you're never gonna get out of someone in five minutes oh fuck no 
You're never going to get out of someone in 10 minutes. You're not going to get someone with half an hour at work. Like, you have to be able to speak freely and communicate. And once you do that for an hour, two hours, three hours, you get into this, like, very deep conversation that has now become, like, with all the words combined, it almost becomes like an entity that, like, lives on its own. Yeah. And speech is very powerful. And I think people are supposed to have a connection of talking and listening and responding and asking questions and being curious and sharing information and laughing and learning something. And like that just was what everyone's all the time was like, um, people are starting to get back to it now, but like the idea that you have like no relationship with like your community or your family or your kids or anything is like, you know, people never sit down and talk. Yeah. There's always something going on or they're always busy or they got something else to do. And like, and I've known some people that like don't really have a relationship with their kids either. Or it's like they work, their kids go to school, they come home, they get them dinner and they send them to bed. And yeah. it's like, when was the last time you like talked to anybody for like three hours yeah. without yeah. any other thing going on? Yeah, it's hard to even talk to the people in your house for three hours, dude. Yeah. Which is insane to think about. That's that's your life, dude. Yeah. You can't even talk to somebody for fucking three hours nowadays. That is so sad. It's like we were saying earlier, it's like a lost thing. Yeah. People have become so awkward and so almost autistic in communicating with one another that people don't even know how to introduce themselves. That someone yeah. will go to give you a handshake and they like won't look at you in the eye while they do it. Yeah. Or they'll be like, my name is Tim. <laughs> um, I'm Tim. Yeah, I went. You know, we, um, uh, I, it's like, dude, what's up? Yeah, look at me in the fucking I'm eye. I'm up here. Hey, over here. You paying attention? What's going on, dude? And kids are so awkward. Kids are so weird. Yeah. Dude, it's going to be weird seeing, because, like, we know nobody in high school now because we've been out for so long. Like, imagine what the people... You know, say the people in high school now are our age and we're, you know, 10, 15 years ahead. Like, their life is going to be so different, dude. The way they grew up, they grew up with the internet. They grew up with, you know, it's it's going to be even worse. Way worse. It's going to be different. It's going to be, they're going to be a lot smarter, but they're going to be a lot less. I don't know, maybe it'll be better. I don't capable. Know. Who knows, dude. I don't, yeah, this is what every generation does is like, oh, I was the last good one. Yeah. Everybody after me. Mm mm. They're bad. It's a universal thing. I, I don't think, think our it's generation wrong to feel is the this best. way. But I think our generation is the best because we grew up Could without. Be. Well, our generation really hasn't, you know, imagine once someone in our generation becomes president. That's true. Where we still haven't seen the cards yet nope. on what we're going to turn out to be. Yeah. Once well, we're the CEOs and the presidents and all that, once we're in our 40s and 50s and 60s God. and everyone our age is now in a position of power or not. Hopefully not. <laughs> we're going to find out. I just, because we grew up without the internet. We grew up without phones in our faces right away. You we know were the mean? last generation yeah, without phones. Yeah, for sure. Like, the, it's how, crazy. How old were you when you, we got your first cell phone? Uh, I was older. I think it was like, well, I think it was 13 when I got my first phone. And it was like a prepaid phone. It wasn't a yep. super fancy phone. Yeah. And I, I had to 
beg my mom for. I think uh, right around the same age for me, like eighth grade. Eighth grade or like summer going into freshman year was my first phone, and it was a flip phone that I had to type like the seven four times to get an H or whatever. Yeah, the OG. Yeah, the phone. yeah, it was just for calls. Like you had to be a good just at to texting. my mom, basically. Yeah, we. I beg. Remember my mom when for we? Do you remember when we used to hang out in the fucking skate park in Bridgeton? Fucking right, dude. I remember I used to get in so much fucking trouble for my mom because really? <laughs> she would go grocery shopping and we had no money. Yeah, and we'd be hanging out at the skate park and I would just bring food with me. <laughs> Dude, I remember my mom bought like four bags of chips, and yeah. I took all four of them down to the <laughs> skate park, and we just ate them all. And my mom came home and was like, uh, "Where the, where the fucking four bags of <laughs> party sized chips I bought eight hours ago?" And I'm like, "Oh, I took it down to the skate park and fed it to the, <laughs> the to the ruffians, yeah, the rugrats, the fucking." She would come undone. Dude. She would be so fucking mad, dude. Do you remember that time we drank fucking Kahlua? Yes. I was just about to say that. Dude, we fucking mixed my mom's Kahlua. I think I told this story on the podcast before. Or mentioned, like, Kahlua and sneaking alcohol for yeah. my parents. We fucking took my mom's Kahlua, poured a bunch of it in with milk, and drank <laughs> it. And then filled the bottle back up to the line it was oh, with yeah. water. And, and put I it wasn't back. there for it afterwards. So I had no, no idea. No, you were there unraveled. for the drinking and yes. then split before mom got home. Yes. That's usually how it used to roll. Yeah. And I think she must have figured out. Oh, 100%. Quick, dude, my mom. Dude, that was fun. God bless my mother, dude. And when we were kids, I had no recollection what, what cash was. No idea how hard you had to work for oh, fuck, groceries. I had no idea. Electric bill. Oh, my God. Gas. I was like. Two fifty for gas. Lights now. always on when I flip the switch. Yeah. It can't be that hard. I just thought two fifty was like filling up your whole tank. Two fifty. Didn't realize it was like per gallon. You know what I mean? Yeah. You had to fill. And up then you realize you have week. to work seven hours yeah. to make that much money or whatever. I was like, Mom, just drive me to the fucking skate park, you dumb bitch. I was like, that's <laughs> usually. I was literally how I used to talk to my mom sometimes, dude. Like such a piece of shit. So so terrible, dude. And like, my house was the hangout because my mom was never home. Cause she was always fucking working, so we'd have parties there. We'd eat all the food, fucking trash the place. And th- I didn't realize that that's a lot of money that yeah, I'm just you wasting of my. Can you imagine going day. home tonight, dude, and your house has been trashed? I wouldn't even go in there. I would just be like, "You guys can have it." <laughs> yeah, I, you, if you, you came home and your kids were like throwing a rager, yeah, I would. The house is enough, trash. People get there's puke in just like your bed. <laughs> <laughs> There's puke in your bed in your house. Dude, we did some fucked up things at my mom's house. Dude, so one one day my I'm sure you've been to my house part of my mother's my mother's house. Dude, she would come, and my mom's an anxious person because she her biggest worry was either somebody dying, the cops coming, or her being home and we're drinking or smoking weed and then she gets arrested. Yeah, and you then know, you guys she, get taken away. Yeah, and then we get fucking taken away. Yeah, because she was the only legal aged one there yeah you know because it was just yeah, my mom there be... nobody else because she was a single mom for a long time and i had no fucking care in the world dude not one fuck did you ever go in my room at my mom's house upstairs i don't think so dude it looked if did if, you have a black light no i don't think so dude I, thank god i didn't have a black light in there. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nobody would step in there. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> No, it wasn't even like that. What the hell? This this black light just bleaches everything <laughs> like, white. This, this black light doesn't work, dude. <laughs> it's just making everything glow. <laughs> no, dude. My room looked like, because I used to do graffiti, so I would draw on my walls. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I would draw on my walls. And then I'd have parties, and then people would just bring people over, didn't even know who they were, and then they would draw on my walls. And then after a while, it just... Spray paint inside? Spray paint, color markers, pens knives carving into the walls Whoa. whatever dude rent or own we own that house my mother owned oh, that house damn um, i don't know which is worse in that scenario <laughs> <laughs> but like dude it looked like carving into the wall yeah th- dude people would punch holes in the walls and then we we would make it look like an asshole with like there would be a hole in the wall with an ass it turned into a fucking Whoa. hell hole Swastikas that were on the walls, upside down crosses, dude, like the cunt, like the worst shit you can imagine was on my walls as a teenager. And I let that happen in my mother's house. God forbid that would ever happen in my house, dude. Oh my God. Dude, if that was up on the wall, I think I'd be paranoid too. I'd be thinking (laughs) about someone coming and killing me if there was upside down crosses in my my room. My room looked like a nut house, dude. It looked insane. Now that I'm older and I was... I wish I could have pictures of it still. I'm sure I do somewhere, but, like, it was insane. I'm sure people, somebody listening has seen it, and they remember how fucked up it was. And then after a while, I was like, fuck this. This is my fucking room. I got rules. So I, I I painted a little bit, and I wrote rules on the walls. And we would come up with rules. So all the bros, you know, the guys I hung out with most of the time, the, the OGs of the room that would come every weekend. There was like five of us usually that were always there. And uh, we would come up with rules. And one of the biggest rules was if you spilt something, you needed to pick it up with your shirt. So that was one of the biggest rules. You spilt something, you cleaned it up with your own shirt. And uh, we saw a lot of titties in the room that was very nice but one of the other things is there's no smoking in my fucking room because one day we had a bunch of dumbasses in our room we had a hookah when hookahs were popular you know the ever smoked the hookah before i think one time in miami you put you put colored nasty flavored tobacco probably the worst shit in the world for you in this like cylinder or whatever and then you put tin foil over it and you put a very hot coal that you we would use a fucking blow like a torch briquette? i don't even know what you would call like it like a charcoal briquette it's like a tr- yeah, you would like it's literally a charcoal a essentially and we would you know you and then you inhale you inhale it and would go through the cylinder through the tobacco into a bong essentially and then you would inhale the tobacco yeah and that hot coal for whatever reason got tipped over and burned a perfectly circle hole in my rug in my room and caught my room on fire for a little bit. And then I was like, all right, no more smoking in this room. And then after a while, we got drunk again, and I was like, oh, I'm going to smoke the hookah, blah, blah, blah. We ended up smoking the hookah in the room, and it's, I don't know who it was, something stupid, put the tobacco and the coal in the trash in my room. Oh my god, dude. And caught the entire trash can. That's rough company, dude. It was on fire and burned through the fucking trash can into my floor and now I had another hole. 
in my That's carpet. one of those 50 IQ guys we were talking <laughs> about, dude. You put a hot coal in the trash? And we would just smoke in my That's room. It's like what a kid would do. Dude, we would smoke hookah in my room. And I was 13. I wasn't even allowed to have yeah, it. It's old enough to know that fucking throwing it in the trash doesn't make it disappear. Yeah. This isn't fucking Minecraft, dude. dude. people are stupid. What I, the fuck? I, people would just... You I, can't put a bucket of lava with a bucket of water yeah. and it goes out, dude. I was reckless, clearly. And I was just stupid. And I would just... And again... Have Damn. no recollection of anything. Just <laughs> allowing it. people into my house. <laughs> no idea who they are. Eating my food, puking everywhere, drinking everything, eating everything, leaving. Your mom sounds like a very patient yeah, woman. Very patient. My sister. Oh my you, god! You your mom sounds sister? like an angel. You met my sister before. Uh, I didn't know you had a sister. Yeah, she's older or younger. Walls. She's younger than me. She's younger. Uh, she's autistic, but she's like, she's coherent. She's very vocal but yeah my mom had to have super patience with her you think i'm bad dude she was insane love her to death but when she was a kid she was super crazy but yeah i put my mom through hell dude we did so much stuff at that house we had people doing burnouts in the front yard driving on the lawn we would have bonfires 10 feet tall (laughs) in the backyard everybody would be shit-faced we'd have cars fucking blaring music at all hours of the night and uh we'd have like fucking 30 cars and and you've been in my mother's house right i don't remember the driveway it was literally a two-car driveway and we would have it packed with cars people just parked in the grass people would just sleep on the floors in my house you'd wake up and you did your mom participate in the party no she would work she dude she would work so she'd come home and bust this shit up or would she just come home and like no she would work double shifts and then sometimes she would sleep at my grandfather's house because it was in Portland. She worked in Portland. So she oh, would, so she didn't want to drive all yeah, the way she, back. Then she would, just, she would work like fucking 16 hours straight, <laughs> sometimes a day straight, and then drive to my grandfather's house in Falmouth because it was super close. And then she would work again in the morning and then do just Damn, one shift. Dude. Yeah, she insane. Your she, mom's a badass. She's crazy. And uh, that's what she would do. So you'd I'd literally get up, walk over. Dude, my room wasn't very big. It was like... 15 by 15 and there'd be bodies you couldn't even walk in my room because there's just so many people and they're sleeping and my bed was like a movie my bed was just on the floor it's like you had a frat house you grew up in a frat house (laughs) essentially yeah 12 years old 13 years old and we did that all the way through high school every weekend sometimes on on weekdays as as we got older we do it more and more often oh fuck yeah why not We'd, uh, Wu-Tang playing so loud. Yeah, dude, we had the biggest Wu-Tang world in my room because I love Wu-Tang. But we, uh, a- after a while, my, my man Omar Gongora, my man, he ended up moving in with me. Didn't ask my mom. Just let him move in. Didn't ask Fuck her it. whatsoever. Fuck it. More the merrier, dude. Just let a 21-year-old guy move into my a mother's man. house. A man. A man. <laughs> Essentially a man. Fuck it. And after that, it got way more wild because I had somebody to buy me booze. Because we would play Hey oh, Mister. Shit. We'd play Hey Mister. I'd be like, You ever play Hey Mister before? You just go around asking people, Hey Mister, do you, can you buy me some booze? That's literally what we would do. And people around eventually would buy us booze. Damn. But you didn't we, know anyone who was over 21? Uh, we knew one person, but he was in college and he, he went to. Uh, What's that? Yeah, college some kid who was like three years ahead of us in high school or yeah. something. Yeah, he he went to college up north. Where did Dakota go to school? UMO. UMO. 
And uh, University of Maine. Crazy school, dude. Big. Do you ever go up there, there for parties? Yes. Wait, hold dude. on. Let's change, let's exchange stories. I have to piss or I'm gonna die. <laughs> I have to piss or I'm gonna die. Hold Perfect. on, we'll be right back. 